This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here, and really it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, and they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand-loading supplies, and even muzzle-loading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip-nating equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots, um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need, and of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavora Mall on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel, sitting here with Dr. Frank Schultz, Mr. Nick Mookie. Finally, he's, we've got him to take a day off of hunting. He looks pretty haggard, but uh, <laughs> we think he's surviving. You, you we really had, don't. We had to do haggard. had to do had to do a welfare check on him. <laughs> but uh, and Connor Owens back over about about yeah. time. So. Thanks, man. Before we get too into it, you have to do we have to do like a little segment of you heard it here first Why with uh, the the O Search Great White Shark a week oh. ahead of all other podcast <laughs> sources. Yes, that was awesome that you sent that to me. I was like, holy shit, look at that! We we're just driving and I uh, heard it on on you know Cal's podcast or whatever. I'm like, we got this photo of, like basically from the source, maybe like what two weeks before. Oh. Or even maybe I think, further. I think the pod we like. I published it on the fifth, and he talked like his went up on the eleventh. But but we all got to like oh, talk yeah. about it. You well, know? and Frank was showing me like because he's going back and forth while we're out moose hunting. Yeah, <laughs> listening to Tundra talk and shit while they're fishing for for sharks. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> my buddy Max texted me, and that's what he was just like. Oh, dude, we listen to Tundra talk all the time. I was yeah. like, that's fucking, fucking right, you do. Yeah. So don't even bother with that other shit. If you need, to, if you need, if it's important, you'll hear it here. At least four. At least, well, if we're on schedule, at least twelve days before any other viable source. <laughs> Unless none of us know who where this information is yeah, coming we, from. <laughs> exactly. It is amazing though. Like, how many people do you know are out there catching great whites? And that's unreal. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's like pretty much just them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Probably. I well, listen, you can't. You can't catch. No. I mean, it's illegal to fish for them. It's all research. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to it going up north this week and then i think you were talking about how that great white was like 17 and a half feet yeah i was like holy shit yeah that's like a big th- fucking what did he say 3500 <laughs> pounds yeah it's like yeah, massive dude. right jesus it's like a you look at the pictures of it and it's like oh my god imagine it's like a, being it's like a boat 
Well, my question to him was, I was like, okay, now, now that you've caught all these sharks and everything, you've got them on the boat and everything, would you swim with them? He's like, well, they're scared. They're totally, like, scared, petrified of people. I'd jump in the water with them all day long, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, probably, uh, unless this, the, the times you see them attack, is when you're chumming them. Yeah, well, and, the reason that they people get bit by them is because they mistake people for seals. Yeah. For some kind of a food source. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're like... It's not Jaws, yeah. you yeah. know. They're not looking for humans <laughs> to eat. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, like a big old giant bass plug splashing around. Yeah, like six feet long. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we haven't really been up to too much. Just getting ready for winter, and I say we, pointing at Frank. <laughs> These guys have been making us jealous up hunting. So I don't know that we've. Well, it's been a while since I talked to yeah. you, Connor. Yeah. And. We, I don't know. I may have I seen just you said since, earlier that I don't think I've seen you since before sheep season. <laughs> I, have I? I don't know. I thought we I don't record, think um, I have. I don't know. I know I, I've seen Tyler since then. Yeah, because I came over and grabbed yeah. that rifle and stuff. But uh, no, I. Yeah, you're right. Because last I time I saw you didn't have a beard, and when I showed up today, I'm like, "Fuck, old man winter must be here." It's snowing, and Frank looks like he just crawled out of a hole. <laughs> Had to crawl out of the hole to get the snow machines running. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's on the list. Literally, of that's to what do. we were doing this afternoon. Is oh, really? The snow Did you see the running. tracks down the road here? Uh-huh. That was me <laughs> oh, really? ripping it down the road. <laughs> nice. I started mine uh, a couple weeks ago. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. It's nice when they're brand new. He's oh like, man! <laughs> started up. Oh yeah, she's purring like a kitten. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, actually I started mine a couple weeks ago, just before like to while it's still above freezing, get the gas, get get well, the gas all I primed. Think back that was up. probably right when he sent the message of of his. You know, starting oh, yards. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I need to do the same. So like two days later, I was sitting on the yard and I just ran in the shed quick and. Popped the cover off and started, and it started right up. And I thought I had left the damn thing full. It was like one bar left. So, oh well, that's oh, good. You yeah. don't want a bunch of old gas in no. there anyway. Yeah. yeah, I always go out to my sleds when I start them up. I'm like, oh, I hope this fucking thing starts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I pull right. This, I pull the switch out. I'm like, Do you just preemptively on, go out there with a can of starting <laughs> fluid? <laughs> yeah. Dump some fuel down there. It's like, come on, baby, and just rip it. My like, fuck. Yes, thank God it started. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Big old, like, oversized crescent wrench. <laughs> ting, ting. Those fuckers are torqued. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they started right oh, up. Yeah, kind of that in-between time right now, but we'll have enough. Not really. We'll have enough two inches to of snow out there. It's time to yeah. go <laughs> ripping and hit a stump. It's supposed yeah. to snow even more, right? I have days. no idea. Yeah, I think it'll be... Is it supposed... To, yeah. yeah, I think so. It's right about, that, about that time. I'm I know on. that last year it was the... There was no snow. It was like the eighth or something like that of October. Mm-hmm. Carrie and I. Somebody told me that there was a bunch of snow up at Wickersham Dome, so we loaded up my sled in the dirt and mud and shit at my house. We went up there. And it was like thirty inches of snow. No oh. shit. All day long, we went out there riding, hanging out. It's the first time I've ever seen caribou out there. Oh wow! No yeah, kidding, huh? yeah. Only like. I don't know. You get to those open spots. Yeah. Like after you leave from the parking lot right. there, there's like those two different open spots. And there's the second one's got some rocks and stuff. Yeah. Just past those, there's caribou all over the place. Yeah. Nice. It's like, holy shit. It's like in my backyard almost. Yeah. <laughs> we were, uh, where were, what were we doing? We were doing something and someone, he's like, or Steph got a text and she was like, my neighbor just said they saw caribou at Nick's house. 
I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, Steph just texted me. He said there's yeah. caribou in the backyard. I'm like, no fucking Dude had a picture caribou. of uh, caribou in his backyard right behind my uh, – so the house, uh, kitty corner from mine or whatever, a caribou in the backyard. And then, yeah, this year. This fall. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. No shit. Yeah, and then uh, he said that his neighbor saw a like, group of five or six walking right down the road. Damn. Yeah. And somebody saw them at the Riverview uh, campground there, right off of Badger as well. Huh. <clears throat> well, I know they used to. I mean, were they coming or going from picking up their methane? <laughs> I, I don't know. The, yeah, well, I, they, I mean, it used to be common occurrence. Like, yeah. I know some old boys that they I used to winter right outside that, of town. Yeah, yeah that he, they lived on Hagelbarger, and he was like, "Oh yeah." And the, after they shed all their antlers, me and my brother go out and have contest, like on the fox side. What? How many sheds we could each find in like an hour and come back and then see how who has the most and blah blah blah. Yeah, nice. And then another guy that randomly from where I grew up, I knew that lived here in Fairbanks, George Rundell. He. He lived down off, like, if you continue, I don't know what the name of the, all the roads are, but if you continue across College Road where it crosses the Steese and it goes back in there and there's, like, a bunch of rentals and, like, oh, like yeah. subdivision and, and stuff. Yeah, that. kind of yeah. in back in there. He was like, oh, yeah, it was common occurrence. It used to be all the time. And then in the winter, you, they were just, like, well, they used hundreds to, of caribou, huh? like, just right My back there. My dad said they used to yard up in there in the winter, like, because it was, it was when they were, I remember they were putting up that big Alaska USA building. Because yeah, we were yeah. working in there when they were knocking down all those trees. That was all big timber back there, kind of next to the Birch Hill Cemetery. That's kind exactly of in the flats right there. That's yeah. exactly where you're talking. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. that spot is more likely than the Hagelberger spot, I think. Yeah, exactly. But like, maybe not. I don't know. It just seems like that would be a... No, but I mean, they like they used <clears throat> to winter in that whole side of town, town. like in the basin. And I'm, so I'm sure they were freaking piled up just on the other side of the hill, yeah. too. That's pretty cool. They're out there this fall. That's neat. In my like subdivision, I would. I don't yeah. know, I've seen moose there and shot moose Jeez, there. I'm driving and... all over the freaking place, <laughs> <laughs> right in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, interesting. That's funny shit. Yeah. So start telling me stories about she- sheep hunting. Sheep Let's hunting was fantastic, this. man. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, this was kind of John's year to shoot. He's been following me around the past couple of years and watching me shoot stuff. And he's had chances too, but anyhow, so uh, we got flown into a little lake and uh, he flew in first. And then about two hours later, I got flown in. We had to, we walked maybe a mile or so in hip boots and made camp. And <clears throat> later in the evening, so damn near dark, so we just set up and I'd, we never hunted this area before. I looked at it on a map because, you know, he told me where we were going. And uh, it looked like a really sweet spot, and it turned out to be awesome. Uh, woke up at real early. I was ready to rock, you know, and he was still snoring, but I got the spying scope out and kind of looking around, and I'm like, how are we going to hunt this, you know, because it's a, it's a big, uh, like a, a, a big river. It makes like kind of an S shape, and then where it drops down into the main river, um, you know, it's real narrow, and I knew if we started there, like, we're going to just be looking up the whole time, and it didn't look like you're going to be able to see shit, and I was right when we got down in the bottom, but we started, he woke up in the morning. I'm like, where do you think we're going to walk to first? And he's like, oh, I think we'd just walk down to the mouth there and then we'll just walk up the river. I'm like, no, we're going up there. <laughs> I, pointed, <laughs> Straight like, up. Yeah, yeah. I pointed like, you know, right up above camp. It, it, it wasn't far and it didn't take us long, but it got us a lot of elevation. And then when we got up there, we could see everything. And so we, we got up top and started looking. We, we were seeing, um, 
very few sheep, but uh, what we were seeing were just, you know, using lambs and stuff. And like, we'll just sit here for a while and see what happens. And it got to be about like lunchtime or whatever. And I, w- I went to my pack to grab a sandwich and uh, he's like, I see a ram, I see a ram. I'm like, oh shit, you know, where, you know? And so I quick throw the spotter where he's talking. I just saw like one ram, like a glimpse of him for maybe five or six seconds, go through like two rocks, you know, maybe four miles up the canyon. You know, you could just see it was definitely a sheep and it mm-hmm. was definitely a ram. It's like, well, I guess, you know, we're not seeing shit else. Let's head that way. And uh, like four or five hours later, we finally get down and up and around and, get up to kind of where they were and we drop our packs and we come up over this little rise and there's no sheep there, you know, and you can't see much, but the wind was perfect, uh, blowing in our face and everything. So I was like, at first I was like, well, we should just sit here for a bit and just kind of see what happens. Maybe it was getting kind of later in the evening. I'm like, maybe they're going to feed back this way or something and we'll catch them. And I don't know. I, I like that approach if you can see a long ways or especially if you can see the sheep and, you know, and you can confirm that they're going to come your way. But we hadn't seen them again. So it was after about an hour. Like how far do you think you were from, like, did how close did you anticipate seeing them maybe if when they I, popped out? Well, when I came up over the top, the way, it's kind of weird. There, there was a, like a, a little, like almost like a perfect cub strip, right? Mm-hmm. Like washed out or whatever, but up high. And uh, it had, you know, a hill on the other side was maybe 150 yards away and, you know, just made a, just a real small valley that you couldn't, you couldn't see down the direction that we saw the sheep go. Cause there was a, a big mountain with rocks and, and spires and stuff to the, to the right. But uh, I thought we were going to pop up and be able to see down the valley and then maybe catch them down, feed them. But mm-hmm. there was a little, a little rise and we couldn't. <clears throat> so after about an hour of sitting there, I was like, let's just, the wind's perfect. I said, we can just ease down here and just keep our eyes peeled up and, and everywhere. And, you know, probably going to stumble upon them or maybe they're up feeding or whatever it might be. And so we're easing, easing down, you know, from, from where that happened to like where I'm talking and where we can't see is only maybe 300 yards. And, uh, I spotted a really nice caribou shed <laughs> across the, across the valley, like a hundred, <laughs> hundred yards away. And I was like, I probably shouldn't go get that. <laughs> and so I didn't, and uh, we kept we kept going. There was just this little bump, um, like a little little pile of rocks, and I was like, I'm just going to sneak up here, stay right here, like 10 yards away. I'm going to sneak up and just kind of look down the valley because I knew I'd be able to without showing my whole body. And I pop up, and the, all all the rams are right there, like 80 yards away. Oh, bedded. nice. Damn. So and you're like, we're too close. We're too close. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just I just peeked up, and I just I saw them all bedded there, and they I mean they're bedded in. Um, stuff i you wouldn't i don't know stuff you wouldn't expect to see a sheep bedded in like actual like big rocks not like a nice little grass spot yeah. there's no grass <laughs> but there was grass 100 yards down the hill where they're probably eating and where we were mm-hmm. you know so i quick back up and i tell johnny so they're right here and he gets up there and by the time he gets up there they're all standing but the wind's blowing in our face they don't they, they know something's up but they don't know what you know and so <laughs> they start kind of walking away and uh, i tell them which one to shoot and of course, there's another ram in front of him the entire time. <clears throat> can't can't get a clean shot. And finally, I think it was like maybe like 190 yards or something like that. He cleared himself, and John just sacked him, and he fell right down. And the other ones didn't know what to do. And uh, what, when he was walking away, you could tell it was him. He just had just rings stacked everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, massive, look, way different looking sheep than the other five that were with him. So that ram falls over and. <clears throat> All the other ones didn't want to leave, so I'm throwing the binoculars on, I'm looking, looking, you know, and there ended up being, there was one other one in there that was certainly legal. He just, just young and like 
not not impressive whatsoever. L- legal by age and full curl. Both. Like I, I I think he was eight, and you mm-hmm. know. But so I'm looking at him through the binoculars, and I'm you know I'm, he's giving me every look I could possibly ask for, and he's only 200 yards away. So I, after like 10 minutes of this, you know, I, I'm just like I just don't feel confident that everything is perfect. So I go and grab the spotting scope and I come back up. They're still there. You know, they're not moving. Throw the spotting scope. I'm like, he's definitely legal, but he, like, he didn't even drop down even like midway through his jaw or nothing. Yeah. Just came, came right up. I mean, full curl, but right there and, and, uh, looked to be eight even through the spotting scope. But the way the lighting was and how, uh, his horns were really light and his age rings weren't, you know, like dark and defined. Like some, you look at Mm -hmm. him like, Oh, that's definitely an age ring and move them move mm-hmm. up you know or whatever and anyhow so i was just like you know what we got a huge ram down right now and i don't i, I don't we don't need to shoot him we'll just well it's the first day you know we yeah. got eight more or whatever it was so i we we just kind of let him go and that's what separates you and me <laughs> <laughs> and me oh, done. oh good enough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it would have been cool, but at the same time it's like we got a great ram down. Let's just figure out this one and take care of it and and we'll we'll you know, we'll have, so we'll see more. And so we start walking over to the ram and and it's kind of like getting cloudy and snowing and stuff. I'm like, let's just walk right down here 100 yards, set up the tent. It's flat and then we'll go over there with an empty pack. So we get over there and we're setting up the tent and I pull up the binoculars and because you know, I can see the sheep dead there, and so I'm like I can't stop looking at it, you know. And mm-hmm. so I pull up the binos and look, and I'm like, John, did you? Uh, you sure you shot the right one? Oh, oh that <laughs> game, starting that yeah. game. Oh yeah, my you know, it God. was it was hilarious. But uh, I'm like, are you sure you shot the right one? And he's like. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was the one with the, all the rings stacked in the back, like big, you know, whatever. And then 10 seconds later, um, I, I, th- I think Thanks. so. So, uh, so we finished setting up the tent and we start walking up there and we get like 80, 80 or 100 yards away. And, and uh, John's like, let me go first. I'm like, well, yeah, dude, I'm not going to touch him or yeah. nothing. I'm just, I'm ex- as excited as you, you know. So he gets in front of me and he gets like, 40 yards away from me. He's like, son of a bitch. He's like, it's a fucking sickle horn, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude. Like I'm already looking at the binos from much closer. I'm like, it's just a bad angle, man. Walk up there and grab him. <laughs> and uh, the way it, the way it was uh, laying in there, his head was all cocked sideways and like tipped uh, down, I guess. And 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 then all you could see was like just a little bit of the end of the horn, yeah. you know. And then and and then a little bit of the base, but you couldn't you couldn't tell anything by it. You know, it just it looked goofy. But when I, we were walking up, I noticed that it was flipped weird. And he walks up there and grabs it. He's like, "Oh my god!" You know, he's super excited. Maybe, maybe if it like I don't know if I hunted in a lot of like fifty inch or if I was shooting bulls. But there's something about sheep that's like that. Almost unless it's like a hunt. Even if you know the one you shot's like, oh yeah, that's. You know, hundred percent legal, which is oh, and how you basically should be. You could shoot them, and then you start second guessing yourself. You're like, oh, I hope I shot the right <laughs> well, one. Or I mean, like, how many times, like, as we're climbing down the hill to mine, I'm like, pretty sure I shot the right one, right? And, <laughs> you know? and you you can stare at him it and happens. know know for a fact that it's the right one, and then you still yeah. have that moment. So yeah. anyhow, he got really punked on that one because he he himself thought he, he fucked up, but it was just the way it was laying. Yeah, but he walked up to it and. <clears throat> We thought he was 11. Um, he ended up being 12 and, you know, 38 nice. and a half, 39. Good, nice. good yeah, shoot. Yeah, hard to beat. Really, really Is that nice. his best ram? Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. For sure. That's super cool. Yeah, he was he was on cloud nine. So we <clears throat> took care of that, and, and we had enough food for 
uh, from where we left our um, we left a dry bag down in the bottom with all of our other stuff or whatever. But we took food for three, four or three days, and we ended up staying up there for four. And made it last, and just where we where we were at it was a perfect knob like in the middle of all these drainages where you could look up all of them oh sweet and so we just sat there and we glassed for the next two and a half three days and i mean we never saw another ram um while we were up there and other than the same group that, you yeah. know that we already passed i'm like well we're not playing that game again you know I, we, we know those are there you know and so we we're trying to find something else and just never happened so we Decided to go back down. We ran out of food, so we went back down to the camp and got down there. And you know, I'm just on the you know spotting scope the whole time. We're sitting there looking, and I found two more legal sheep that were in a very difficult spot to get to. I don't, I don't think any. You know, you could get to them, and they were close. Yeah. But it would have taken. I would have had to walk down down the valley, probably. I don't know, three and a half miles, and then come up around them. Didn't know what was on the backside, and I was hoping that they'd move along this face it was just a really cliffy face and they were in a great spot for them for sure watch them for a day and then finally that one of them got into a spot where i thought i could get to him and uh started going up after it and as we started going the fucker went right back to the nasty shit that you you can't you just couldn't yeah. get to him and the wind would have been wrong and mm. so anyhow we we did our best and did that for a few days and left and then went and caught some lake trout and it was it was fun but so is catch that any big lakers? We caught one laker, but we caught it on a lake where all these guys have been fishing for years and never caught one. And we went out with a case of Twister Creek and a couple fishing poles and came back <laughs> with one lake trout and no beer. <laughs> and we yeah, we ate it for dinner. It was the first one I've ever eaten. What did you uh, think? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, it was just a little one, maybe like a They're eight, actually 18, 20-inch fish. Trout. They're char. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, damn good. Yeah. I thought it was good. It was <clears throat> fresh as can be and, you know, a really cold, deep lake. And... I've tried them a couple times, and I always think they taste, like, muddy almost. Like, Well, I am pissed about how the limits work around here with, like, size. Like, I don't want to keep a 30-plus-inch mm, lake yeah, exactly. trout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to keep, like, an 18-inch lake yeah, trout. Yeah, And I Well, you can go in some of them lakes off the Denali, and you can keep, like, one per day or whatever, and those I are pretty suppose. good eating fish. That'd be fine. I, uh... I'm but, trying to think of what, because I remember cooking one up, and I trying to remember where I caught that thing. Paxson, yeah. Okay. I, like, I cook, I chunked it up and like cooked it a couple different ways, and it was pretty good. But it yeah. was like a medium size, like six pound, seven pound fish. You know, it wasn't like yeah. a big one. Yeah. We ate that that lake trout. We had I don't know how many pounds of sheep meat. Like there was eight or ten of us there eating, and I think. I think my buddy made, you know, 15 pounds of sheep back straps. Nice. And, and we had some lake trout, and uh, it was a fucking great meal. <laughs> How about the deadhead they found? That deadhead that they found is incredible. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is <laughs> when we real. got there, there was probably, <clears throat> there must have been 10 rams on the pole. Yeah. And the deadhead was certainly the most impressive out of all of them. But there was a few more in there that were freaking oh, some studs. Beauties. He sent me pictures, and oh. I was like, dude, that thing's got, like, old rotten flesh hanging off it. Did somebody pick up the nicest fucking sheep that you guys got? <laughs> yeah. He's but, like, yep, look at that stud. <laughs> but, but the other big ones that they had, I mean, they shot some they shot some fucking really nice sheep. Yeah. And then for us to come back with a 12-year-old that was not a slouch either. Right. You know, and I, you know I, yeah. I felt good about it. No, <laughs> anytime you get a twelve a twelve year old, that's yeah, it's a good one. So is that is that 
Corbear or Copenhagen Wintergreen? It's Copenhagen Wintergreen. How good does that smell, Frank? Somebody, somebody I haven't smelled it yet. <laughs> he was chewing last week when we were hunting. I didn't I, even. In the truck, and I about puked. But I, you know, I haven't eaten. Uh, I, I haven't up. touched the did stuff. Did you really? Oh, yeah, that smell drives me nuts now. No, yeah. I did. Mm, you I like the smell? No, I I'll, just love dipping. I'll go I mean, sit outside. And you, no, we'll, yeah, right. we'll run this court outside <laughs> through the window. <laughs> yeah. I do another car. Like, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't even. Wintergreen wasn't even my. It still smells good to me. Yeah. I take a big old like just <laughs> a snuff. Just <laughs> to this day, but I won't. I I haven't touched. I won't touch the stuff. I can't do it. I was on the when I quit. Plus, I, was I would on the, part, I would I also on be on the floor if I did. <laughs> the, the Grizz. I you know I told my wife I was like when we get married because I used to chew in the Marine Corps all the I mean more than I do now and I don't do it so I do it usually when I'm having a couple beers or when I'm like driving right now, or something. yeah yeah right right now so um I told my wife I was like when we get married I'll quit and the day that the next day she's like. <laughs> I thought How you were going to quit been like, married? when we have kids. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married for five years now. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it still hasn't kicked the, I still haven't kicked the habit, but I need to. I mean, I know it's a bad habit, and I just, I don't know. It's fun, though. I know. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Like, Trust me. I mean, <laughs> if you're, just, because if you're, we're, just because we're a couple of quitters over here doesn't mean that yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I always take one when I go hunting. I'm like, okay, I can wait, make one can last for like eight days so I don't choose so much. But then I get high can, I'm like, I, I put one in real fast. And then like on day three, I'm like, oh, fuck, I definitely don't have enough to last me for the rest four or five. Oh, I used to go. I'd bring like <laughs> eight or nine cans sheep hunting. Jeez. <laughs> well, when you're sitting there glassing, you're like, man, this is What's fun? This is well, and I would boring, actually, I would it, end up going put through it chewing real fast and like make this more enjoyable. I would, I mean, like that's like the you best just, glass and snack that's ever been invented. Is my Copenhagen. deal was he'll chew, hike all day with a, with Copenhagen and can't his lip do too. it. I, me neither, and I could even when I chewed like all the time hiking. Nope. No way. Yeah. I know right when to take it out, and, and I know right when to put one in. Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah now it's just Zen. It's not the Copenhagen, and I'm or the Grizz or whatever. So it's just nicotine, but it still has the same effect with regards to like hiking and stuff. Like, oh really? I gotta take it out. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I started. It didn't. It will probably help me quit. That I started getting heartburn really bad. Especially like hiking and dipping and yeah. stuff like that. Nah, if you're doing a big push and you got to dip in, I mean, that takes a special person to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me. Mm-mm. Not yeah. for me. Mm-mm. Yeah. But yeah, you, One day. you was your wife had that Delta tag this year, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, you know, she drew, you know, and don't get your hopes up because most people will never do do this, but <laughs> she's, she's a California girl and she's, uh, Never really killed anything. She's killed grouse and stuff, but never really shot any big game. And uh, this year, she, uh, you know, going ca- kind of back to the bear bait season, she killed a nice six uh, yeah. two. Was a nice bear. Yeah, as her first big game game nice. animal, she killed a six two black bear on a, a ground blind, and uh, at fourteen yards, and uh, you know that was just incredible to watch her shoot that. So that was her first big game animal, and then. I told her about that. I'm like, you're going to have a hell of a year because she drew a Delta sheep tag. She drew a, a Seward goat tag and she drew a Kodiak brown bear tag. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. I told her, I'm like, don't ever expect this again for the rest yeah. of your life because it, it, I think the, that's as more tags than I've drawn like in total. In my- I, when I, I remember the day because I was in, 
you know, I, I go to school full time and I was, I woke up in the morning and I'm sitting there just like every other, you know, Alaskan, just refreshing the page, just, just waiting for the, for the results to come out. And I scroll down, I type in her name and type in her name and popped up and I'm, no, no, no. Yes. No, okay. There's one. No. Yes. Another one. Yes. Another one. I'm like, holy shit. And I remember oh my God. just being in my living room, just like, you know, like I was more excited for her than I was for myself, but just just being so like happy for her. I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah. So we drew the Delta tag. We went in there and, uh, you know, you're going, Oh, oh I'm not <laughs> going. Yeah. Oh yeah. I told her, I, I'm like, you better like make leave. I'm like, I don't care if you have to lose money from not working. We're going on these fucking hunts. Like, we're fucking going on these. And then she's like, well, I can't do all. I'm like, okay, the sewer tag with well, the goat tag. We'll just push that aside. So we did the, uh, the Delta tag. And we're doing the brown bear tag here, and uh, next week we're going down awesome. on Sunday. Yeah, that's so we're going oh yeah, because yeah, you were. And you know what's funny is my dad drew the same exact tag in the same unit non party hunt. Really? Yep. Yeah. And the same goat tag. And the same goat hunt. tag. That's Holy cool. shit! What are the yeah. odds of that? Yeah. That's very slim I'm like, to none. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> we went in. You know, like we went into Delta and. Uh, I knew this area that we're supposed to, they're supposedly to have to have sheep in there. And uh, I was kind of skeptical about bringing her in because she's never really hiked with the pack on. She's never hiked that far and that long, but you know, she did a great job. She's behind us all the time. Uh, and uh, we got up there and there were just no sheep. I mean, we saw a band of rams with maybe, I thought maybe one or two legal rams. So we said, okay, we'll leave these ones alone. We'll hike farther back and we'll check to see if there's any legal rams in the way back and uh, in the far back. And we got up there and there's one that was just right there. But I was like, man, he's just not legal, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it was hard. It was you know raining and sleeting on us and snowing on us. But eventually, you get to a point where you're like, you know, you, like I I can't just sit in the tent. I I have to chase these rams. Yeah. So we kind of hiked back down the drainage, went after that group that we saw and. uh I think I got 280 yards away from the lead. It was funny because we, we went up to this drainage and there was four or five in the bottom feeding and there was just one lone ram up top just by himself. And he just he just stood out from the other one. He had great mass, carried his mass out, but he just was like a year too shy. I'm like, fuck, man. Hmm. You know, so it was tough and it was very disappointing to have to pass up in that area, you know, you know, especially cause Delta's, you know, kind of a coveted tag, but we just didn't pull anything out of there this year. You know, it happens. Yeah. I mean, it's the way it goes. Just cause you draw like it, just cause you draw a yeah. tag don't mean it's going to be uh-huh. easier. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of that stuff's totally outside of your control too. I know. And I mean, we hunted hard. We, you know, we didn't, we didn't pass up any drainage. We didn't, we didn't, you know, look it over any, I mean, we, we looked over every single nook and cranny went up as high as you can go. I mean, we were just everywhere, yeah. just looking for these sheep, and they just weren't there. Yeah, and it's hard not to see everything where you went to. Yeah, like, it doesn't that's take, true. It doesn't take a lot of um, a lot of effort to like see everything. You don't have to. Like, Is it? Were you up. on the the walk in or the? Yeah, we walked in. We got the early tag. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and um, which was fine. Um, it took us. You know, I think we got there in the later part, like one or two. We started hiking at like two thirty. Didn't get up to where we wanted to. Well, no, I take that back. We spent the night like halfway, and then we woke up the next morning. We saw a band of rams, kind of like right where we we were supposed to go up into this drainage. We're like, okay, we'll just sit here and wait. 
we'll glass them tonight, see what they do. Wake up in the morning, see what they do. And then uh, mid-afternoon, kind of when they bed down, we'll we'll hike up to where we actually want to hunt. And then we'll just keep them in our back pocket. And uh, it was just, you know, we got up there and it was like raining. And then we got up super high and then it was snowing. And then, you know, there was just a bunch of people in there. I, there, the I think problem there, That's it, what I was going to ask. The is, problem. Was there people? Oh, yeah. There's, so <laughs> there's three of us and then seven other people. Yeah. Three other groups of hunters in three there. different groups, three different groups uh, of hunters, oh, as well as you. Yep. So yeah. the problem was is that initially he told me that he had the late tag. Yeah, and another friend of mine told me he had the early tag. Because he sent everybody to the same oh, place. Oh yeah, well, it's Nick's fault. No, I didn't send. <laughs> I didn't send. <laughs> Con- no, Connor, that was, and that dad, was my bad. Connor's dad had hunted there and killed a ram years ago, so he right knew. On. Like, yeah. but at the same time, it was like you know. Connor kept saying he had the late tag. I'm like, fuck the late tag. That's a great spot. No one's going to go there yeah, because you can't get can't. there. Yeah, unless you walk. Right. Yeah. I'm like that's a great spot for the late hunt. So I was all excited about it. And then he te- he texts me. He's like, shit, man. She's got the early tag. I'm like, dude, I'm really sorry, but at least you I fucking told that. another yeah. friend to go fuck in there early. Dude. And and he did go in there um, the week before the season opened. And he said there's fucking rams everywhere. Yeah. That's it, just yeah. Like, you know what's here fun- today? Going tomorrow. So I ran I ran into him up in the mountain. You're, I felt really bad because I was like, no, oh, but, fuck. You know, he didn't get anything <laughs> up there either. We, no, he didn't. They we went, ran into him up there, yeah. and I, I'm like, how's it going? He's like, dude, I just haven't seen anything up there, up hmm. here. And he, and he was like, yeah, I've been up here. I came up here a couple of weeks ago, and there's Rams. I'm like, dude, there's just nothing up here. Hmm. And, uh, you know, which is, you know, that's, that's sheep hunting, though. I mean, that's, yeah. you can't. You yeah. can go in there a week before or two days before or even the night before, and they'll be there, and you wake up the next morning, and they're just fucking ghosted you, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, that was Is just that what a, the students say nowadays? Ghosted. <laughs> ghosted. They ghosted you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking, well, not you say you're a full-time student. Now you're engineering. Yeah. Right? I graduate next semester, next nice. spring. What, yeah. uh, I can get an adult job after that. What? Uh, Don't do it. Mechanical. Really mechanical. It. Yeah. I was going to say, I was yeah. going to say, yeah, you say, I was going to ask, how far along are you? Can you quit yet? Yeah. Not, no. Yeah. I, yeah no. I got my yeah. wife, my wife's like, I can't. We can't keep living off my income with all your hunting habits. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, you agreed to move up here. <laughs> yeah, you said this it was is okay. On you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Just go to work. I, yeah, uh, jeez, no, I'm trying to think of like, is uh, is Doctor Lin still up there? Doctor Lin, Chinese guy. That, oh, man, there's so many. Uh, maybe. No, uh, what's his la- is his last name Lin? L I N, yeah. Yes, he is up there still. Holy shit! <laughs> There's a professor up there it's that bar- was, um, God, I, I forgot his fucking name. Dude, There's a professor you, up there. Once you get a job at the university level, <laughs> you're there. You it's like a it's like there. a Supreme yeah, Court. Like, Fucking have to do shit. There's a guy that's still up there that <laughs> when my dad was in school in the 80s. Jeez, yeah, he's and he is was still Bar- is Barger still up there? Yeah, he's still up there. Holy shit! Yeah. Was Rourke there when you were up oh, there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's still. There. I actually, I, I thought I liked Rourke. I don't, yeah, think I, do he, I don't think he liked me very much because I was kind of a slacker. But <laughs> yeah, he, uh, Tyler does tons with his engineering degree. I yeah, do he does so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, weighing powder. To a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, Rourke. I liked Rourke. Like, well, when I was, is when they made you had you know. I don't know if they had had the advisor whole thing going, but yeah. they would like assign you an advisor. Yep. And the guy they gave me wasn't like doing any. I couldn't even understand understand him. Yeah, uh, Chinese guy or Korean guy. Yeah. Um, 
So, and I wasn't like the most like on top of it. So yeah. I kind of got turned around, but Rourke actually like kind of got me straightened out and and you know what he's so if you go his up to class the, was like very tough but he was yeah he, he actually like cared about and if if you go up to the engineering building you I mean engineers engineers like in general are just different people like mentality wise and the way they like speak to people there's there's just different people but Rourke is like all tatted out sleeves he's got like molecules and atoms splitting on his arm like, he's had some work done too. I didn't remember Dude, he didn't have that when all I was tatted up I I'm like from. holy shit man you, like <laughs> you seem to know what's going on in the world besides <laughs> this fucking engineering yeah but he's a great well, guy he actually well he used to <laughs> cheat sheet on his arm <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no because yeah. what he was like a chemical engineer or something yeah. before he ever started teaching he's got it like he got a he's like off the grid up here, I'm pointing up yeah. here somewhere. Nice. And he he was doing like he used to do those ultra marathons oh, or yeah. something like that. Like, wow. oh yeah, he's just like a solid dude. It's not like we're, I mean, yeah, he, buddy, buddy, but he was like a pretty cool. He's for a college professor. He was like the coolest one. Yeah, I've I have him as my senior design this year, and uh, he's a he's a great like he's just very smart and he can just talk to you one on one. So. But nice. Yeah, Did you ever guy. have any classes from that dude that owns that Northland window, Chip? No. I can't remember his last name. No, I know you're talking about, though. But, because he had, I don't know, I don't think he's a professor, but he had, like, masters from MIT or something um, in his window shop, manufactures windows, but he, like, would come teach a class occasionally. Yeah. Um, I had one class from him. He was super cool, too. But, yeah, fuck, fuck school, man. Yeah. That shit is for the birds. And it, you know <laughs> Every what? time I drive by it's, that place, I'm like, holy shit. It's so hard. glad I don't have to go back anymore. It's hard. I mean, I'm I'm 35 years old, and I'm in school with, you know, like 18 to 22-year-old kids who just are, are way more intelligent than I am. And uh, well, He was having fun blowing shit up when yeah. I was having to do that. And, you know, like, they're studying all day. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to go home and, like, feed the chickens and, like, clean the chicken coop out. And I got to do this to my tennis property. And I got Plus all, all the stuff. Euros and, like, that you got to do, all the Euro mounts. Yeah, I got to yep. do all Nick's Euro mounts from his <laughs> 10 fucking caribou this year. And, <laughs> yeah. I got I got John's Euro to do. I got his old lady. John's old lady shot a nice uh, ram to do. Or uh, not shot a nice ram, so I'm doing her ram, too. And... And uh, Jake, one of one of our buddies, he he shot a moose this year, so I'm doing his euro, and it just started out with four euros. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's how it bears. works. You see this fucking pile of bear hides out here. So now it's that's like it's it like freezing. I'm like, oh, you're the guy. I'm like, <laughs> you're the guy. I, I'm, it's, things are freezing. I'm like, shit, man. Like I'm not to start doing this in my garage. I like, asked him. I said, do you want to do a couple uh, euro, <laughs> euros for me? He's like, man, I love doing euros. Yeah, no problem. I'm like, all right, I got a couple bears, you know, whatever. And then, mm-hmm. oh, drop no, two garbage bags full of skulls. Then we got, you know, I don't. My wife doesn't go in the garage because it stinks in there. I got, you know. Two rams in there sitting in trash bags, and do you rot them out? The uh, yeah, yeah. I, I rot them out. I don't yeah. try to stick them in water just because the uh, the horns. I've seen people stick them in water or, or steam them or whatever. And everyone has, you know, not to not to diss on everyone's uh, way of doing it, but I but just your way is the only way, right? Pretty no. much. If you're I've not doing it, both it my ways, way, and the yeah. way that you're doing it is the yeah. better way to I, do it. I've seen people stick it in water and steam it out or heat them out, mm-hmm. but the base of those horns are so thin and. uh if nobody knows, you know, like sheep horns are made of the same stuff hair and our fingernails right. are, but so they start, um, the fibers kind of start coming off of the bottom. So would you say that this is fine? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So this was steamed off. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. But, but you have to pay attention to it. You have to you watch it. Have to be yeah. right on top right of it. Right on it. Yeah. And the problem with what I'm finding with I've done it both ways and I'm finding that the raw off way. The only mm-hmm. thing that I don't like about the rot off is it seems to darken the horns up. It does a little bit. Yeah. I, which it, and it does. I really don't because like a Delta Ram has got a lot lighter yeah. Mm-hmm. horns than a Brooks range than a this range yeah. you know it's like and each range has a little bit different yeah. look but as soon as you start bagging them mm-hmm. which well, I'm doing it right now because I just tried to steam his horns off this year's and yeah. I bagged it I was like done can't yeah. do it it went too long to the point where I was like I don't want to keep doing this yeah. because it's getting shitty bag mm-hmm. it now yeah um but this one popped right off within 45 minutes of being in steam. And yeah, some of them pop do. right off. Some of them you don't even have to do shit. You can just go bang yeah. and they pop yeah. right off. And some of them just, yours last year, oh, I had yeah. so much trouble you getting those texting, fucking like, horns off. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was a pain in the ass. So i am gone to the point of I'm just rotting everything off in the yeah. future. You yeah, want to bag them. It takes longer, but whatever. It yeah. doesn't really take that long. Well, I mean, if you set and steamed them. All day it would be done. Well, yeah. right. <laughs> or but, if you rotted them off, you know. It's, well, and also yeah. I wonder what if with mine if it had something to do with because I had I just kept it in the freezer and that one I had it sitting sitting out. out yeah, you know. No, mine it might was, it might have. I'm mine not, was never in a freezer. No, and neither was mine last yeah. year, and it came off super know. easy. They're I think it's just each each one is different. Talking yeah, about exactly. dark and light horns because the like. That's the only thing that, that I don't like. Back yeah. to the the whole thing is it's like you're actually changing the structure of like what it looked like when yeah. you actually harvested it. Yeah, and you know I think that you know there's some give and take with everything, and I think you yeah, just have to stick with one way that you know you know that works, and just kind of just go with that. You yeah. know, if people are happy with that, you know, I think you know the turnaround time for for a euro mount if you take it to your taxidermist is. Fuck man, for probably forever. Oh, it takes over a year. Yeah, most absolutely. Of them. Yeah, and, and you're looking at. The you days know, couple, worth of work. Five, six hundred bucks for a euro amount, you know? Mm. And I think if you just take your time and you do it right and you do it consistently every single time that you'll have just a, a like a great euro amount every single time. And yeah. you know, I, I have a way that that I've done that just works and uh it just I don't know. I just I like doing it. I like to see the end results, especially like specifically bears. I think bears are, are more unique just because they have the teeth and um they just turn out they're just beautiful. The I ones think. you, the yeah. ones you've finished, are look phenomenal. Yeah, I'm very, very yeah. happy. Yeah. With them. Well, they and you're great. kind of you're doing that with your dad. Your dad's actually doing some like finished taxidermy. Yeah, he is. So he too, huh? he started a taxidermy business, and uh, he started with this guy named Mark Whitmire. Have you have you heard of Mark Whitmire? I haven't. Okay, so he's a he's a kind of old old guy taxidermist here in town, but he moved away to Iowa, and uh, my dad became friends with him through sheep hunting, and then. He had this taxidermy business. My dad was like, you know, that's something I want to get into when I kind of retire. So mm-hmm. for the past couple of years, he's been doing bear rugs. And he did my wolf for me. And he did uh, goat my, rug. my goat rug for me. And uh, so, you know, he turns out it's it's good stuff. I mean, the, the, I haven't seen anything, per- but the pictures I've seen look, yeah, I mean, look like, really good. He does good work. He spends a lot of time. He's very meticulous about things. And he'll he'll call the customers and send them pictures and say, you know, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you want to see? You know, what specifically are you looking for when you, when you know, when I mount this animal? And uh, I've been to taxidermists to say, okay, what kind of mouth do you want? I want an open mouth. Okay. So they'll, you know, whatever open mouth they decide to, they decide to pick is what mm-hmm. kind of what they give you. But my mm-hmm. dad's very particular about what 
he wants what his customers want. And there was a guy that brought in a uh, a bear rug the other day, and uh, or it was a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. And the guy, when I saw this bear, I'm like, God, that's a big fucking bear. It just had a melon on the head. I'm like, that's got to be like a six foot plus bear. But when we rolled it out, it was only like five five, just a big head, small little body bear. <laughs> and the guy was like, uh, What should I do? And my dad was like, You know. I charge this much for this type for this type of work because it's under six foot, but because it's your first bear, just ru- just just tan it and hang it on your wall. You know, mm-hmm. just because you're going to shoot more bears, yeah. you don't want to rug the first bear that you get. You yeah. know, and that's you unless know, it's kind a of, big one. Unless yeah, unless it's a big fucking <laughs> right? bear. Yeah. So I mean, he, uh, you know, and that's good because you know, spending you know a couple thousand dollars on a bear rug every single year add up a little bit and if you start oh, yeah. shooting a lot of bears and shit yeah. man. nick's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm gonna fucking do the side i don't have to do mud and tape anymore i'm just yeah. gonna use bear hides <laughs> yeah. do the walls yeah. everywhere with a furry bear wall hides. furry, furry wall. walls yeah. yeah i i threw a couple of my hides away this year i'm just you know that were you know less than ideal i, I kept the yeah. meat obviously so yeah it's just like how many, you know, I mean, I get a couple of them tanned. I've, I've only tossed like, one one bear hide, I think, is all we've tossed. Do you ever, have you ever used beetles? Or do My you, dad does, he does use beetles. Does um, he have beetles or does he no, use, no, no. does I, he so, use uh, same, 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 Howard? Same. Yep. Yeah. No, 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 is the chick out in North Pole. Yeah, is well, she moved now. Oh, she did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but. So she's got, she's got a whole system down, man. It's fucking big time. Oh, dude, yeah. she's got like a whole Fucking She's got like down. a f- fucking feedlot, dude. Yeah. Have you been in there? Yeah, no, I haven't. And it I takes t- like three days to get the stink off <laughs> yes. your fucking body. You're in there you for five minutes. Like picking mammoth tusks. Oh, yeah. dude. dude, it is. Yeah, awesome. She's like, you can drop stuff outside, and I was like, because I've given her probably at this point in time, I don't know, between shit that I've done trapping and hunting, maybe twenty different skulls oh, yeah. or something like that. I was like, I want to see the system. Like, once she moved into town, she's over by Chena Marina mm-hmm. now. And I was like, I want to see, like, what's going on here. So I went in. She's like, are you sure you want to come in? And I was like, yeah. So I, I walk inside, don't bat an eye. And she's just, like, kind of looking at me. And she's like, most people puke outside. You're inside and you're not puking yet. <laughs> yeah. She's like, literally, people show up oh, with yeah. skulls and they vomit on the ground outside. It's fucking horrendous. Yeah. I got back in the car and Carrie was like, <laughs> "You stink <laughs> so bad." <laughs> so Connor's dad uh, just recently took uh, invited you know through Connor, me and my wife and, and some family to go, um, look, you know to. Thanks, you assholes. To look, to look for like step step bison and mammoth oh, right and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The first time I went, you know, we had a freaking great time and it was kind of drizzling and stuff. And you were definitely getting water on you from um, the stuff up above you when you were down in the ice, like looking for the shit. Anyhow, I came back home and like I just fucking reeked yeah. like cow manure. You know, and yeah. we were only out there for a couple hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just stunk yeah so bad well there's yeah. so much like even in that permafrost tunnel there's still like preserved frozen oh, like yeah. green sod and well, soon as anything comes out of a frozen state yep. it's like yeah after ready, seeing that first stinking that's amazing yeah. yeah that was one of the coolest things i've ever done in my entire life so I there's swear a to God. so there's a place I, here for the listeners that don't know but there's a place here called uh they they call them uh his his name's John Reeves and he owns a place here in Fairbanks and uh he blasts hillsides for mammoth tusks. Blast and, with uh, water. With wa- yeah, with water. So he blasts it with water and then 
uh, mammoth tusks and bones will be exposed. And, you know, I, that was the second time I went up there. I went up there a long time ago, like four or five years ago. But we'll just be walking along and this guy that's like, oh, yeah, it's a bone. There's a bone right there. Uh, oh, there's a step bison skull right over there. Here's this over here. And we're just walking by it this was, shit. It was nothing to, like, I thought we were going to go there and this was going to be, like, pre-stage. Like, okay, there, there's the mm-hmm. bison skull that just we like called you about. Coming out it was as like, you're there. It was, like, truly, like, we. I was literally the first person to ever touch that. They don't even, they didn't yeah. even care. There were so many other bones laying on the ground. Yeah. You just walk around with a bucket and just start picking They keep it all. Yeah. You know, and so after, after that, or so... When we first got, what I thought was funny was we first got there and I picked up the bison mm-hmm. skull. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, now what? You know, nothing. And the dude next to us, well, I forget his name. Yeah. Uh, what? A, oh, man, cool James guy. James or James or something. I forgot his name. Can't yeah. remember his name. It's the probably the butchering guy it. out there. Um, young kid, uh, MLB baseball player mm-hmm. at one point. Like super, super, super cool guy. He's he's like, oh, there's another bone right there, and oh, there's one over there, and so I'm like, oh, it's there's they're everywhere, and he's like, well, yeah, you just we just walk around and pick them all up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I just started grabbing stuff, and it, oh, man, yeah, it, it was not anything like I thought it was. Like these guys were literally finding this stuff like every single yeah second, oh, like lots of stuff too, <laughs> dude. Th- so he yeah. has thousands of totes full of, of I've been ice in, age bones. I went in years ago. I went into the one. Uh, one of the sheds, not near the bubble, but the one of the other mm-hmm. buildings right there. Yeah. Um. The, were you around when he was making those ice towers? Yep. I was I helping that. climb I up told, there and extend and extending the pipes a few few different times. Gold, yeah, where Gold Daughters is right now. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And they used to blast right there. Yeah. And and pull stuff out of there. Oh yeah. My deal is like how so. Carrie has not from any of his stuff, but Carrie has a step bison full skull, and it still has one of the, the horns on it. On it, no shit. On one huh? side, yeah. That's fucking crazy. What yeah, and she found that. that, and she has it. It's all preserved. It's she in her in her it? classroom. Yeah, my uncle Jerry wow. has yeah. one that's the three quarters of a like the skull plate, basically. Of yeah, one, two. hers is like so awesome. comes down into the into Man, the nasal nuts. cavity and yeah. stuff, and it literally has one of the horn sheaths. None of still them that we saw on it. all of his stuff that I that I I'm sure they have really nice mm-hmm. ones somewhere, but none of the ones I've seen have over horn there. on it still. No, they, a lot of them have horn on it. Oh, okay. But what I haven't seen is anything like facial. Oh, it's, yeah. ju- it's like just the skull plate. Like, yeah, not even, I didn't see any that really even had like the eye socket. Like, yeah, it's like, all yeah. above that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, but but we found some that had. I'm the, sure he's got the them. skull, and it still yeah. had vertebrae kind of running down out, off the atlas bone, like where, mm-hmm. that was in the ice. I'm like, hey, can we mm-hmm. blast this? And he's like, yeah, it's going to take like eight hours to blast it out of the permafrost. So yeah, you know, and we we're like, we found some cool shit. Yeah, and stuff that was still in the ice. Oh boy, he was like, <laughs> like <laughs> so there fun. was still grass. From twenty thousand years ago, underneath the permafrost that was coming out of the yeah, the it's hillside. A, seemed like that permafrost yeah. tunnel that they have out in Fox. Like yeah, it's like you could just bore down here. Like think about the amount of carnage to have to be piled up, all not how come like, okay. completely. Let's backtrack a little bit. How come so many animals are in one spot? Uh, so there's a lot of different, uh, different theories, but what uh, was explained to us is that. The most and, and correct, likely, the most likely, is that there was a flood yep. that died, that killed all these animals, mm-hmm. and it it pushed them into like this this drainage almost, yep. and they it's just kind of sat there, yep. you know, kind of like gold, just kind of gets stuck in one area, and then it, and it just freezes. accumulates, right? So they think that 
what, for whatever reason, the melting of the ice caps or the melting of the, the, the prehistoric age or the ice age kind of pushed all this water and killed all these animals and pushed them in one, in this one spot. And he's finding everything from oh, mammoth, steppe bison, elk, uh, dire wolf, dire wolves, short, short face bears, mm-hmm. saber tooth, Amer- American lion. Yeah, American lion. Just everything. Camel, ice age camel. Yeah. All of it. And in he's the having exact yes. same spot. Yes. And so, he's having. Go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say was there's a couple different theories, but this particular theory makes the most sense because why on earth would you find all this shit dead in the same spot? Right. Well, and so, sp- like multiple species, multiple, yeah, like and, over long ranges of time right, as yeah. well. And so like the other one was something along the lines of like, you know, Fairbanks used to be a grassland. So uh, maybe this was just an incredible spot for, for them to feed and there was predators there and everything. But what, what the hell would have killed them all right then and there? Mm-hmm. Like the amount of stuff that he's finding is mm-hmm. out of this fucking world. And yeah. I, the 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 best theory is that you know they all died somewhere, and then there was a giant flood that yeah. kind of just like it's the know, same. I just asked there. without saying that's yeah the same thing that it's I've incredible. heard from multiple different yeah. people have said the exact same thing, and I just was asked without yeah. saying that you know you know what's funny is he horses has, <clears throat> yeah you know. yeah he has a he has paleontologists come up to him and say he'll say yeah I found this animal and the paleontologist. You know, these are people doctors to yeah, paleontology. That's not from around here. Yeah. Oh, that's not. There's, there's no way that's there. He's like, I'm sitting here holding the fucking thing in my hands. Yeah. It's yeah, they're here. They're like, no, 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 it's not here. So they fly up from Norwegia or, or Nor- Norway. just Norway <laughs> or just fucking wherever in the world, and they're like, oh, I guess that was there. And he's like, well, no shit, I told yeah. you, you no, didn't he, spend a plane ticket to he, fly here. Right. He's such a cool guy because oh, he, he just he's all about the facts. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how or why this is here. The fucking you know, dude is like straight but brass tacks. Like, oh yeah, he oh, is a cool dude, he no is. doubt about he's it. A very cool guy. <laughs> yeah, we showed up. I I told him like, dude, watch out for John. He's like six. He's like a mountain. Six fucking huge. Dude, <laughs> he rolls up and it's like kind of drizzling out. He rolls up in a t-shirt. Shorts. Like basketball shorts and tennis shoes. We're like in our Carhartts and mucking boots and like yeah. rain jackets on. He just doesn't give a fuck. It was man. really cool to hear him like uh, kind of open up when we kind of when we got done and went back to the warehouse and looked at some other stuff. Just, be, it, just like his thoughts on the people that tell him this is not how it was or this is not what you're finding or whatever. He's like, well, I don't really care. I'm just going to keep finding it. Yeah. And, and, and I, what you think means nothing. No, me. exactly. Yeah. That's just like, it. Fuck off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, you've spent your entire life trying to, you know, yeah. say this is where this comes from, this and this and this, and I proved you wrong in yeah. five minutes, yeah. and who gives a shit what you think? Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, understandable. And they spend years, so when they find these tusks, when they pull them out of the ground, they're kind of, their they're, tusks are built on layers, kind of like, uh, it's like growth rings almost. Mm-hmm. Kind of like sheep, but from the inside out. And uh, they start kind of peeling away um, over over time. So when they have a, a tusk exposed, and they start they start uh, blasting where the tusk is at. They take they take bands, hose clamps, hose clamps, mm-hmm. and they just clamp it all the way down. And and uh, I can't I can't remember the specific name for it, but when it gets exposed to oxygen. I should become a... It starts with a V. Yeah. That's chemistry. That's chemistry. Screw chemistry. That's horrible. They turn blue. Yeah, they turn blue. Hmm. And uh, there's a lot of pieces missing, but what they do is they they restore these with... with, um, It's like epoxy. Mm -hmm. So they'll wrap the horn in in saran wrap and then pour epoxy into it and fill it and they'll polish the whole thing. And it'll just be like this... No It'll shit. be like this ten foot long fucking tusk that weighs like three hundred pounds, just huh. sitting on a table, and they're just mass. I mean, they're they're probably like 
I mean, the biggest one I've seen was probably like eight inches in diameter, ten inches in diameter, just Jeez, massive. That's big. Horns, yeah. <laughs> but just to think that, I mean, you see like the skulls of these, excuse me, the, the skulls of these mammoths just carrying around two of these things. And, yeah. You know, they've, they sound, it's, some of the stuff's really cool. Like they, they find like uh step bison and horse and, uh, they find caribou out there too, like they prehistoric found moose caribou as well. But like, what's really cool nice. is the, the ones that he showed us that had uh, like claw marks and teeth marks in the bone. Nice, you can Where see the teeth chewing mark, on it. Was chewing on the bone. Yeah, it's like holy cow, man. Yeah, it was a very unique experience. I'm really happy I got to do it. It's just like one of those things where most people never going to happen, right? Oh yeah. You read about it, whatever, and then to go and do it, it's like yeah. that stuff damn on a fog map cool. that I found Same. where there's like dump sites. And I was always looking for like arrowheads, spearheads, like tulus, that like tool and stuff. But you look in dump sites where tide washes up against banks and storms. It looks and, like, like just solid there's, like, seashells, all shells and yeah. stuff. Because the majority of the stuff that they're eating was, you know, See, shellfish. Sea, right. Yeah. So you'll start pulling bones out, mm-hmm. and you start looking at the bones, and you're like, well, "Fuck, that's not chewed on or anything." It's like tool mark. You can see where something like. Meat was removed with a stone tool yeah. or maybe depending on when it was up to metal tools when they were like, you know, trading yeah. and getting different kind yeah. of tools and stuff like that. But you can actually see on some of the bones tool marks on yeah. there. I think the coolest thing about uh, what he does out there is he'll, he'll take all this, this stuff that he finds. And I think most people would be like, oh, I could sell this fucking mammoth tusk, tusk for up to mon- a money. But he takes him, keeps him. No nice. selling. Just no exactly. selling. He'll mm-hmm. let people. He'll let researchers come out and like kind of research what they do, and they'll let them do their thing. And but for the most part, he just keeps everything in totes. And he gave nice. us some cool pieces that Connor's gonna restore, yeah. and they're gonna look really cool. Yeah, I right, always right, look anytime we're in the boat, running <coughs> rivers and stuff. I'm constantly just like, yeah, as fast as <laughs> yeah. I can, like scanning bank yeah. cut banks, like looking, trying to. It's like, tough around here with the trees because there's so many like trees and roots. willows and alders and yeah, shit yeah. sticking out of the yeah. bank. Yeah. It's it's a little tougher than up on the tundra where it's stuff <sighs> might stick out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah that's is a cool experience, but it's the smell that he was talking about. It smells like a. Like an old, if you've ever been to like an old farm that <laughs> yep. was like 10 oh, yeah. years old and they had thousands of cows, it just smells like old like shit. Like silage mm-hmm. or Oh, I know whatever. exactly what that smells like. Like yeah. a dairy farm if you walk into a barn where yep. there's 200 cows, you know, mm-hmm. pissing and shit and yep. stuff. It smells yeah. just like that. Yeah. Yep. It was cool though. Okay, back to hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I, Nick's we, killed like a thousand animals yeah. and fucking Connor's probably killed some shit. We need to talk well, about some hunting. So I went on a second sheep hunt this year in the Alaska Range and we got fucked up in the Alaska Range this year. Just... I think the... So, you know, I think there's a big die-off in the Alaska Range this year and it was... I didn't want to believe it until we got to where we were this year. It's... uh, We knew there was legal sheep in there. Or I thought there was legal sheep in there but we got in there and it just... Just not. We saw three, four rams, all sublegals, but just the wind. I've never been in wind. Did you see dead sheep? Uh, no, we didn't see any dead sheep. But I just, I mean, they're. I, I sh- we hiked around all this fucking mountain. Every it's like they training. should be there, but they they're should. Not. Yeah, they're just not. You know, and we talked to uh, a guy that had been working out of there too, and he, I think, he had two clients that pulled rams out of there. But even the rams they pulled out of there were just, you know, I mean, not to speak down on any type of legal rams, which just stinks, you know, just small rams. But we, we had found a band of rams, and uh, we hiked up to them the next day, and I've never experienced wind like that. My, it was blowing us up the mountain. 
I've never hiked up a, a mountain, so well, that's easily. helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're put a hiking. dip in. <laughs> yeah. Put a, yeah, put a dip in. Yeah, right. I couldn't put one in because it just blow off my fucking fingers. <laughs> but we were just getting blown around this mountain, and just it is, it, the weather just kind of overtook us. So you huh. know, we kind of got skunked on that. But you weather's, know, weather's been shit all year. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. But you know, it is what it is. That's what sheep hunting is. But um, yeah, and then I kind of been going up with Nick a couple times this year, shoot caribou, watch him shoot caribou. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. Yeah, it was great. It's been a good year. So it's been my fun. favorite hunt this year was when we went moose hunting because I had my family come up and yeah. Um, and now yeah. we get to hear like we get to hear the other side of the story because I don't know if you listened like we were throwing you under the bus, but I heard it when, when me was... and Frank were out there. We're like when. Oh yeah, we yeah, all we yeah, all yeah. like give each other a rashness of shit to a level that like is questionable. <laughs> I, my I, last text we you was like, make "Oh, most sh-. people cry with the <laughs> shit that we give each other." I, I meant I meant to send you my messages to you guys. You because oh, that's when yeah, finally yeah. I, I was like, I pulled out my inreach and I was like, "This is fucked up." I haven't heard from Nick from like three oh. days, and we gave him so much shit. I wonder if he's really pissed or if something's fucked up. Well, no, and you told me you're like. Somebody's saying that the inreaches won't yeah, text right. iPhone, yeah. so I fired up my inreach and I was like, "Dude, we've been giving you so much shit, and you're not getting <laughs> any of the messages." And you're like, "Oh my god, man, I got solid gold. I can't believe the shit that I've been sending you guys." The that last, you're not getting. the last message, like it was that one morning, Frank's all bacon and eggs. You know, well, oh shit, Frank brought orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I was and then I was like, "Oh, that must have been those str- the last the." Across the line, right? The orange juice <laughs> stepped it over the line a little I was, bit. I was listening to that podcast when I was going to go hunt with uh, caribou with Nick this past weekend. I was like, I was dying in my truck. You were like, we got fucking three pounds of bacon and yeah. fucking sheep back straps, <laughs> and we got orange juice, and oh, we got cases of beer. Nick's and looking like, for his. <laughs> uh, I'm, I must have deleted them, oh, but I, I can tell you, like a lot of them had like when I woke up in the morning, like my first text to you guys was like. My dream breakfast, and I was telling you that's what I was having instead of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, every morning, it was, like, it was really funny. Like, oh, oh, man. That's awesome. And I went into great detail, but fuck, I must have deleted them. It was so funny because I look at Tyler and I'm just like, do you think we went over the line? Like, no, I haven't heard anything from him. Like, no, maybe he's actually pissed off. My thing was like, I'm getting your messages, but you can't get, we're not and, getting and anything. I'm sending back. them back. I'm like, Fuck, maybe they don't care about my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they weren't coming back. I'm like, so hey, the hey. other thing that's weird is when you get back into town, when I you got have phone service, yeah. no, you have to text me. I don't know what the fuck it is with your village phone, but <laughs> it gobs up all of your in reach text and your. So it'll go straight from you texting me from your phone and it comes through in the same text. All of a sudden, they start coming in from the inReach. And if I respond to you, it goes to your inReach. Until you text me from town with your phone, hmm. it won't no send shit. a text to you. Like, That's if I weirdest... texted you four or five times right now, I don't think it would go to your phone. It would go to your inReach. So did you save my inReach number to your phone? I do. I have everything. Because for everybody, no, I do. Because I, so, I just like, when I have a contact, I'll add your inReach, your phone, whatever uh, the deal is. Okay. So you're, are you saving my inReach email address or my inReach number? Because the, the 
uh, inreach email address. Okay, so just so everybody that's listening knows, nobody maybe so no nobody from a regular phone can contact you on the inreach unless you have initiated the conversation. The person with the inreach has initiated the conversation. So you may have my. I'm talking from a phone, not inreach to inreach. Mm-hmm. So if if I take my phone out right now, and it's an AT and T thing. This is it? not an oh. AT and T thing. This you, but is, you're the only person this happens to me with, and I have everybody okay. saved the same way. That may. That's neither here nor there. I know I have a <laughs> village plan phone, and and I'm fine with that. However, comma. GCI. GCI, yes. Comma. $35 a month, unlimited text, talk, and data. Have at her. Not yeah. plugging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if if you have somebody's in-reach address and you are using your phone, and when I, when I say address, I'm not talking the phone number that shows up on your phone when you get a message from somebody from an in-reach. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you have their address, you cannot initiate the conversation. If you send it from your thing to the in-reach from your phone to there, it'll say... Blah, blah, blah has, you know. But it still goes through. Does not go through. It does because most people, when I send it, I always get an email back that says, this didn't go through. And then people respond via text to my phone. You you have already sent them a message Mm -hmm. from your inReach? No, typically it's from, it's, this is the only problem I ever have is when I have phone service and somebody else is out of phone service with their inReach. Okay. That's the only time that it ever happens. So if I was to message your inReach right now and you had and, and I was I don't know, I was sending it to your address from my phone, mm-hmm. your actual email address from my phone, it would it would not likely go through. Well, because my inReach is off. It would come through when I turn it on. Yes, I would have because it. you've already sent me messages and stuff, so I would go to the same you know. So you're talking about no, I mean totally when I turn contact. on my Yes, totally new contact, brand new contact. It will not okay. go through. So you have to initiate it first in order for them to be able to respond. And so then you so you have a number that shows up when you send an inreach message to a cell phone. It shows like up I need as a, a weird degree number. on this, and then it oh, also. Fuck, and I then can't, I was just going to do it, but you've already texted me. Since yeah, so you've it's been not, back. Yeah, it's so not it doesn't gonna, matter. It's not going to work. But that <clears throat> that is the way it goes. The the email address associated with your inreach is what you use inreach to inreach. But if you send an inreach message to your AT and T partner, fun friend, or whatever phone, um, it's going to show up as a number. Right, okay? which I get yeah. that, and that Got happens it. to me all the time. And then exactly. when, when you turn your service off. And restart it and do it again. You're gonna have a different number that shows up. Yep. So turn what service okay. off? If you tr- if you ever tr- if you if you cancel your service, you know some people don't leave their inReach on your own. I oh, do. I do. Yep. Mine's so, always so, on. Right. So yeah. you and I have no problems going back and f- when your inReach and my phone have no problems. My it's my phone and your inReach or your phone. That's or just it. not me. It's you. It's not me. It's your phone. what the deal is is yeah. when you come back into town, and I know you're in town. And I text your phone, it goes to your inReach. So you, until you have texted me from, from when my, you have service with uh, your phone, because it locks into the same then conversation. Can, oh, yeah, then yeah, it's all locked into one conversation. So then I can start texting you again. Yeah. So you have like, if you pull up my name in your phone, you you have my inReach number and you have my cell phone number. Yeah. And so when you say you know text Nick Mookie or whatever, it'll, it, you're you're going to the last conversation that we well, had. Well, when anybody with different phone service it's separate i'll get a full separate text from them that says this may be tyler for yeah, or this yeah. may be whoever you sure. know and i'll get and it'll come up with a weird phone number blah 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 okay but then i can like go to the other text it's like actually to his 
cell phone and text him or text the in-reach one. But with yours, it <laughs> compiles them both. Makoto Weird. is the same way. Oh, it he's can't, smart comes too. Through, yeah, saving it money. It comes through. <laughs> it comes all through in the same group. Weird. And it's like, unless I call him and be like, text my phone. I can't text him after he's texted me from his in-reach <laughs> until he texts me when he's got phone service. Huh. So but, that's something that's not but, thought of. It's odd. It's like. But if little you, weird area. But if you go into your phone and you open up, uh, go to contacts and go to Makoto and, mm-hmm. and then click on the the correct number, because there's going to be two numbers listed there. But I don't know if it is a number. It's an um, email that I start with for most people. If I initiate from me having phone service and somebody being out in the field, the original message that I send to them goes to an email address, yes, it does. not a phone number. Unless they started it first. Then it's, you, then it's a phone number exactly. Okay, that's yes. what I was trying to say. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think you can um, initiate the conversation from a phone to the inReach. Did they ever get the AT and T squared out? Yeah, squared away? It, got, okay. it was really funny because it. So it I have happened everything. Like when everybody was gone. I have your cell number plus a three one zero, which is the inReach number. inReach plus the Nick Mookie at inReach. I'll be down. Deal. Yeah. And it doesn't matter which how I tackle it, it won't friggin' yes. send me anything unless. Oh, fair enough. You know what I'm saying. And then, so when you well, hit, because when you if that, I did, it would only send oh, it. That's it comes up. right up with that's that. fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, okay, I had to pull my phone out to show you what's <laughs> fucked up. Okay. It just jumps right to the conversation Shit. we're already having. That's your phone. And it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> There's just been a lot of pissed off wives this year. They're like, oh, what's oh, yeah. my husband at? My yeah. wife was with me well, when it happened, so yeah. I really didn't care. But then I got home and like my work was mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, what oh, I like is like, oh, Garmin's great, but they're not going to send me a credit on my bill. Exactly. Yeah. To be like, sorry, we fucked up during them in the middle of fucking yeah. moose season and yeah. nobody could. You know, be in contact with anyone. And, yeah, and then, you know, think about all the folks that came up to Moose Hunt from the lower 48 that are like, oh, I have my inReach, blah, 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 and they're yeah. trying to text someone. Right. What if your pilot had AT&T during that time yeah. or whatever? Yeah, which, how many of them do? Yeah. Like, Who knows? Well, it goes back to the time, like, well, when the sat phone, when you guys' sat phone broke on, like, day two yeah. of that hunt, oh, like, everyone God. was freaking out. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a shit show. Couldn't just go back per- to the good old days where yeah. it's like, see you in a fucking month. <laughs> yeah. Have a good one. Hey, if you don't hear from me from in three weeks, send someone out. Right. You take my wife. Hey, you know, I'll text you in the morning. I'll text I'll probably you already be dead. I think I heard, yeah. I heard a story um, quite a while ago. Uh, one of my first trips to Kodiak, I was down there with a, a guy that's been hunting down there probably by now like 40-some years. And he said his first trip down there when he got dropped off, the guy fucking pulled out a pen and wrote on his pant leg, you know, his name and the pickup date <laughs> 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 on his jeans, you know. And sure as shit, he was back. But uh, oh, that's man. funny. That's really funny. Well, that was a that used to be a thing, man. Like you know, you get dropped off to go sheep hunting, bring an extra week's worth of food or whatever yeah, to whatever because you, know, cause yeah. you so to so. just someone shows up when they show up. Yep. Yeah. You know, and even can you imagine like on September 11th, like 2001, like that was back before a lot of. Yeah, I don't know how many sat phones were floating around. Cell phones certainly weren't like. Yeah, yeah. that's what oh, I, you're right. Cell phones. Weren't I mean, even I remember like my thing. dad really? uh, pulling out maps and circling on areas of maps, like, "Hey, tell my mom, hey, we're going to go hunt this area," and drawing lines, like, "Hey, we're going to go hunt this area and this area." And 
Unless we decide to go over here, yeah. and then we might be over yeah. here. If you don't hear from me for two weeks and, you know, send out send out the troopers or whatever. <laughs> send the, send the, the paddy yeah. wagon. No, yeah. Not the paddy wagon. Yeah. The, the Calvary. The Calvary. Yeah. But yeah, as far as hunting this year and stuff, you know, I've been able to do a lot of stuff with that moose hunt that uh, moose slash caribou I did with uh, my uncle came up and mm-hmm. then uh, one of my childhood, like, hunting mentors. He was always... He's always around the family, and he, you know, we we hunted Upper Michigan a lot together. You know, he was was there when I I shot some deer when I was younger with a bow, and he was there to help blood trail them. And then when I got a little bit older, and I lived in Kansas, I invited them two down to hunt turkeys, and they had a freaking blast. Nice. And he, he he bow hunts a lot. Anyhow, the, the, you know, this guy Perry, he was he was just great, and uh, I I. I felt indebted to him and my uncle both and to bring them up here, mm-hmm. you know, for all the stuff that they've taught me over the years when I was younger and, you know, being able to use my uncle's cabin every year and just oh, everything that he ever did, yeah. you know, and I finally got to repay that. And yeah. so they came up and, um, uh, the 40 mile area changed the rule where you didn't have to pick one or the other. You could have both tags. Well, that applied to non-residents too. Yeah. It's like, this is great. Yeah. Like, so you, we don't need to wait for a moose for you, Perry. And, you know, mm-hmm. my uncle could, could have got a moose tag as well, and then Steph could have a moose tag and a caribou tag, and yeah. I had already shot too many caribou by then, but I had a moose tag <laughs> yeah. as well, and so we went out there, and you know, I kind of told them the ground rules right off the bat. Like I said, you know, we're going to be out here for about two weeks or, or whatever, you know, and we need to uh, we need to be quiet, and and we're we're hunting right from here, and first couple of days were real slow, but we 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 were seeing first couple of days you didn't have a fire, did you? We had a fire every single night. Oh, because oh, I remember yeah. one of the texts before everything <laughs> shit the bed was, "What do you think about having a fire on uh, moose hunt?" Oh no, we had and a I fire replied, every night. I replied mandatory. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we had been having fires okay. years prior yeah. and everything, and <clears throat> I just I didn't even think about. It. We moved the fire location that used to like where our campus is a little bit elevated above this creek bottom that you can see a long ways, but. It, the where the campfire was it was kind of on this little point and not in a great spot because there's no no place to put a tarp up over the top or whatever so we moved it back and we made it a lot smaller and that did two things one we could have a tarp up above us and then two we could cut a lot of small wood and still get like heat instead of like this big fire pit you gotta throw giant shit in there yeah so it was cool so we moved the fire pit back but um Saw a couple of moose early on in the hunt, like not a lot, and it's not a spot where we're going to see a lot of moose. Moose and, like cows, bulls. Uh, what first, are you first moose we saw was a cow being uh, followed by a spike fork, and we heard her call. And this was the second morning, so the first mm-hmm. morning we didn't see nothing. What second, date? It would have been September, because you left a little bit earlier than we did. I think <clears throat> like the ninth or tenth, maybe. Yeah, it might have been the eighth or ninth, somewhere in there. But she called. You know, and he, w- but it was a, it was a whiny, like, get the fuck away from me call. It mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, yeah. like one of them long, you know, traditional call yeah. calls. So once I heard that, um, I was like, well, I'm just going to start call calling, you know, mix that in with, with the other calling. And, um, we, uh, I expected to see way more caribou than we saw. And when yeah. we flew in, Jake was like, yeah, there's just not, I mean, you're going to see some caribou, but nothing like, you know, last year and the year prior. I'm like, go fucking figure we have tags yeah. now yeah like right the last, couple of years, <laughs> last couple of years luck. it was just like it was unreal how many caribou we were seeing so um we would sit in camp and in glass and call and whatever and did it you know we didn't really we, we did some hiking but not far you know a couple hundred yards in every, either direction my thought is shit if you're calling for moose from camp yeah. then what, what's the point point? and it's worked in the past so stick with the program 
Yeah, yeah. as frustrating as that is, man, like when you're calling moose, just call from the same spot. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're floating, then you can't, and I, yeah. I, that's one of the downsides of a float hunt, but it's also the plus side that you're seeing new country and mm-hmm. you might be able yeah. to call in one quicker. But uh, So these group of cows and calf caribou came down off the the timbered ridge on the other side of camp and i told my uncle i said you know there's no bulls in there but let's go try to get close you know let's just see what we can do just so you know like what's going to happen when a bull comes out so we we trudge over there and go through the timber and get up and they didn't want to just whack one well non-residents is that they can still shoot i think either or right that i don't know but i I wasn't gonna let them shoot a cow on the third day or whatever we were there you know so they, or they could have shot whatever the hell they wanted. I didn't really care, but I, I was like, we're going to see bulls. So go over there, and we get close to these, and I kind of seen where they went or whatever. And I'm like, all right, that was pretty cool. You know, hopefully we see some more. And we start walking back, and I look back, and there's three bulls coming down. I'm like, oh, see what's going on, you know. <laughs> so we go kind of back to where the cows went. But when the the when the when cows got up, um, this this is, you know, it's open with a little timber next to it, whatever you can see for, you know, a couple hundred yards. But when they spooked... Um, right when the bulls got to where they spooked, they got kind of squirrely because they, 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 they give leave a scent. Set. Yeah. So our wind was blowing right, like basically where we were, right to where they spooked at. And they didn't spook hard, but you could tell they, they didn't want to be there anymore, the cows and calves, and they left. But we were kind of, we were like a hundred yards from where they spooked. And if, if even the, dire- the direction they wanted to go is I figured that's the way the bulls were going to come. Um, but when they got there, they, they kind of hung out and they didn't know what to do. They, di- they didn't want to come the way that they should go, and they didn't want to go the way they went. They just kind of got weird. Mm-hmm. And I just told my uncle, I was like, man, he's like he's 110 yards away. I said, we can sit here and wait and see what happens, but th- th- you, you, this might be the only bulls we see on the whole trip. Like, I don't know. We're not seeing as many caribou. And there was a really mature bull in there, and I was like, that's a hell of a caribou head. Double shovel, huge bezes. And just kind of shit for tops, but it was a it was a big framed caribou. I'm like, and white mane. You yeah, know. I think he was older, like oh. gone beyond the prime. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think he was definitely older. Yeah, an old, an old warrior. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. He was gonna. He was it's all we're out here yeah, for is old warriors. He was, yeah. he was he was definitely gonna die this winter if we didn't take him. So. <laughs> <laughs> avalanche got him I, I didn't want to kill him but i had to yeah so i had that talk with my uncle about how he's definitely not going to make it through and you better just take him <laughs> do him a favor no i i explained to him i said it's an exceptional bull and i don't know what we're going to see anymore you know and mm-hmm. like, why don't you just why don't you shoot him so we took out the old six five and um yep. got a great rest and i you know was exp- you know, he had never shot the gun before and yeah you know, I, oh, it don't matter with that rifle. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was perfect. So, yeah, great broadside shot, fell right over. Um, we went down there, and I videotaped him when he walked up to it and everything. I mean, dude, he had tears in his eyes. He was so happy. It was just yeah, just an exciting. Nice. Is this his first out of, like, where is he? Has he hunted anything other than uh, whitetails before? Uh, or a, a bunch of elk hunting in Colorado and then whitetails all over. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, he's been hunting and trapping and fishing and all that his entire life. So still right pretty on. much like nothing he'd ever got to do before. <clears throat> Yet never, ever thought that he would come to Alaska awesome. on caribou, especially with his nephew. Like, yeah. You know, me growing up, you know, I'm watching him gut a deer and I'm timing him to see how fast he can yeah. do it, you know. And if he does it under a minute, we're we're going to celebrate, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it it was really, really cool to be right next to him and, and watch him take him. We walked up and I, I've never... 
man, I've seen some people get really excited when they've killed stuff. Um, but I've never seen anybody just be just so happy and thankful. Like, just like, shit, how, what did I do to do this or to deserve this? So mm-hmm. took care of it. He wanted to have it mounted and, uh, his, uh, so my great uncle, his uncle's a taxidermist back home. So I'm like, well, shit, if I'm going to have to take care of this hide and it's going to go to my great uncle, the mount, I better, you know, take my time. So instead of a 45 minute, you know, taking care of a caribou, it was like two hours cause I wanted to do everything right. And yeah, anyhow, we get that back and hadn't seen uh much caribou for several days after that um and uh like one sub legal for my for perry because he had to shoot a 50 or four mm-hmm. um sub legal moose and we've seen some wolves but they were just too far i mean if i was the one behind the rifle i'd have shot at you know three three fifty four hundred at him I sure. seen my I seen my ammo boxes are severely depleted. Like, were you guys shooting further than you should have been? A lot. There was a lot of empties in there when I picked them up. There really was. Whoever no, I, there up. definitely was. Yeah. Oh, because no, a bunch wait. of people have used this rifle. Yeah, this this <laughs> rifle is like the. The, the token. Tra- this the is the token rifle. This is like the token. All right, beat a rifle. I don't care if it gets dropped <laughs> in a river, but it's that. Winchester XPR and 6.5 that when I got it in 2017 me and Frank took a sheep hunt killed two rams with it then how far did you shoot 465 just under under 500 I had shot the day before at just over 100 (laughs) chip shot chip shot (laughs) no but I think because Carrie killed her ram with it she did then last oh yeah then that's, that's awesome. the rifle. Yeah, that's the rifle Frank had last year when we brought he brought in and we killed our ram like that ram and his ram with it. Yeah, just that boom laid roll off to a lot of killed freedom. a lot yeah, of caribou and a lot of yeah. a lot of deer too because that's the one I'll like give to my dad to take blacktail hunting when oh wow when he goes too. So. That thing's been all over the place and just fucked up a lot of animals. I tell you what, the <clears> shot he made on that caribou was perfect, and then a couple days later. Um, a uh, couple groups of caribou came through, so I was taking Steph down and down in the bottom. We were trying to stock with a bow, and the 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 first the first stock we made. It's it's very hard when someone doesn't quite know how to spot and stock an animal, and you're trying to like there. There's a level of patience that's required on your behalf in mm-hmm. order to make sure this to works on the job training type on, of thing. On yeah. the job training, that's a good good way to put it. But the other problem is, is that with caribou, they're moving. So your on-the-job training is like on-the-job moving. Accelerated. And you, and yeah. you have to you have to be in the right spot at the right time. And so the first stock we went down there, you know, and I'm trying to get in front of where they're going. And there's plenty of cover, and we're moving around, and we're doing good. And, you know, I pop up, and there's 16 yards, you know, and I tell her, pop, draw back, top pin, come up and shoot. You know, she pops up while they're they're at forty five yards now because they're they're moving, they're not staying still, and they they don't. There, you have to. If she would have been me, she'd have popped up, drawn back. Had a 20-yard shot, right? So she gets all flustered, and she thinks I'm upset. And, like, I, I don't even care. It's fine. Were, no, were, were, were you yelling at her? No, no, no. No, no, no but, like, she, she thought, you know, she, she thought she may have disappointed me or something, you oh, know, yeah. and so we get back to the... Oh, Carrie, Carrie freaked out with that rifle yeah, with me yeah. because I was yelling at her yeah. about... Not shooting fast enough. Oh no, that, and that was with the shoot. rifle, not even a bow. Yeah. I was like, "Keep fucking shooting! <laughs> yeah. Stop yelling at me!" That's awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, so it, she was using her bow, and, you know, it just didn't work. And it's fine. It's like, hey, you know, we'll try it on the next one. And, uh, you know, on the way back, she's like, you know, it's just so, it's just so hard to hunt with you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I, I get it, babe, but I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, if you thought I was saying or doing anything that was to upset you it certainly wasn't the case it was just you had to move quick and you had to do you you know, it's for yeah. and for any like uh-huh oh every i, I doubt every, a ton of women listen to this podcast but every hunting you, situation whether it's men or women or whatever when it comes down to that 16 yards 20 yards whatever even at 100 yards or 200 yards yeah. it's like when shit has to happen it's it has hard. to happen right now it's not like, it's not a reflection now. of it's not Two a reflection of can a, change Everything, like oh, yeah. whether you get something, whether they spook, whether you know, there's like a thousand different things can happen in two seconds. It's oh, it's yeah. the the intensity of mm-hmm. the instruction is not like an emotional like it's not. It, it's just no. like, like it might all right, sound this, emotional. This information, like, fucking shoot! <laughs> <laughs> it's like this information is important and it needs to be communicated <laughs> clearly and understood and followed right now. Yeah. 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 So she goes through all that, and I said, "Okay, um, you know, I, I didn't. If, if I came across like that, it's not what I meant." I said, "We'll, we'll try again." So there's like two or three hours go by, and so we go out, and another group of caribou comes down, and this time we get really close, and we get in front of them, and they're going to walk right by, and of course they walk right by me and not by her, and mm. so I would have had a great shot, and I thought she was in the spot to be. And that's not the way it worked. And so they kind of ran off or whatever. And we went back. And on the way back, she's like, I get it. I think I I, I understand what's happening now. I'm like, yeah, you just need a couple warm-ups. It, it's fine. They weren't big bulls, but they were bulls. You know, mm-hmm. she would have been happy. She had two tags. And so we went a day without seeing any caribou after that. And I said, you know, you haven't shot a rifle probably since, like, hunter safety. You know, and she's 30 or whatever now. And I said, we might want to just do some dry firing. And so we're sitting around camp, and I said, just uh, hold the rifle how you think you should hold it, and I'll tell you how to, you know, whatever whatever you're doing wrong. And it took about five minutes, and she finally got, you know, like comfortable with it. And it was like, you know, if you have a tree nearby, like teaching her how to put it on, on her on her hand, you mm-hmm. know, up against the tree. And, and so I just started to tell her, pick out rocks and just squeeze it, and just dry fire. So we did mm-hmm. that probably 20 or 30 times. And uh, to the point where she was like, all right, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm like, yeah, you are going to keep doing it. you you know, <laughs> yeah. get used to it. You know, we might have to use it. So that uh, that day around 11 o'clock, we saw some bulls way up high across the valley. And typically those those where you see them there, they come down straight straight down, and it would be, you know, a 100-yard walk, and or you could shoot them right from camp, but a 100-yard walk, get in front of them and whatever. They disappear into the trees, and they're going like, now they're going like across from camp from right to left in the, in the timber. We don't see them for several hours. I go take a nap, and... Uh, I come out and uh, uh, they. I caught a glimpse of them sprinting down the mountain, probably a mile and a half from where we first saw them. But they went all the way through the timber, followed the ridge line, and then they just appeared in this little opening that's like it's got like intermittent spruce and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And I just caught white running down. I'm like, those are those three bulls. And so I I told her I said, get ready, you know, and and so she fucking grabs her shit as fast as she can. And then Perry comes as well, and so we're we're gone, you know. And I'm I'm walking fast because I'm like they're running down. When they get to the yeah. bottom, they're gonna time to move. Yeah, yeah. and we got to we got to cover some ground. So I'm trying to like kind of cut them off and everything. And we get we get down there, and Perry's right behind me. Steph's behind uh, him, and uh, it gets to the point where Perry can't keep up, and so he like 
pushes Steph in front. He's like, just go with him, you know, whatever. And I could see where he is, and he's a couple hundred yards behind, not not too bad. And, uh, you know, we, we get up to where the caribou are, are – I, I figured they were going to cross the river quickly – uh, and then start going up the other side. But when they got down the bottom, they were they they felt safe apparently. So we get up there and I see the one, and I'm like, Steph, if you want this, you need to dig deep because we're gonna have to run and and it's you're gonna be covered in water. You're gonna be you know whatever. Like, and you're you can't breath. handle the truth. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, be out of fucking breath when it's time to shoot. Yeah, I'm like yeah. we have to go now. I said, drop your bow. We're gonna use the rifle. We're gonna go up here and we're gonna shoot you a caribou. And so we run up there, and, and this bull pops up out of the out of the wills and starts walking to us, and like you know, there he is, you know. And so talking to her, you know, she's holding the rifle freehand. The bull's at a hundred yards. He turns broadside. She makes a great shot. He runs fifteen yards and tips up, up nice. upside down. Right on. I'm like, holy shit! She she didn't know what to do, you know. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. But there's two more here, and Perry's back here, and I want to get him one too. <laughs> right. Like, stay here. Perry, shooting. Perry, like, get down here right now. I'm like, just just stay right here. Don't do nothing. And uh, so I, I run back like 50, 80 yards, message or like wave to Perry, like come up here, like you need to be here now. Like if you could teleport, that's what I need. But you need to drop your <laughs> shit. And I'm waving, and he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Good," <laughs> like waving, you know. Finally, he gets the message and comes up. And uh, the the best bull in the group, she shot the second best one, and then the best one was was still alive, and he came up with a little a smaller one. Perry finally got up there, but the the way the sun was setting was right in the eyes. So like when you're oh, shooting with right the scope, behind him, yeah. like mm. get right behind the caribou, and you know I I'm trying to uh, use my hat to to block the sun, you know, but it's it's a fine line on the oh, front yeah. of the scope of like where you're blocking the, yeah. the yep. vision, and, you know, the mm-hmm. scope, and then you're you know actually blocking the, the sun. The further out you hold it, the better, but yeah, ooh, you can do <laughs> that. <in the> <laughs> So uh, the caribou is at like 150 and doesn't have a clue what's going on. They're kind of hanging around the dead one, um, and and he shoots and totally misses. I'm like, shit, you missed, you know. And he's like, fuck. So are you just looking through binoculars or spotting scope or just looking? I'm just looking. Yeah, all right. I'm just looking. He he missed and <clears throat> you'd see him move or something typically, especially at that close. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they started kind of going up the hill a little bit, and I'm like, we got to get in front of them in and get you, you know, a better shot or whatever. And so we go up a little bit further, but now they kind of turned and they're like 375. I didn't tell them that, yeah. but I dialed the freaking scope yep. to 375, 3.7 or whatever yep. it is. Yeah, dialed it to that, and I said, just get a rest and shoot. And he shot him, and it, it he, the caribou oh, hunched up nice. immediately. I'm like, fuck, that's yeah, awesome. Dude. He's never shot probably anything beyond a hundred yeah. ever with a rifle, but he had a good rest and he made a great shot. And well, the only difference between shooting at a hundred and shooting at that is the with with negligible wind is the elevation, and you took care of that. Yep. So. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. took care of it, and and he made a. Made it's probably a good good, shot. good call not telling him and to Did, psych him out. You know, didn't say a word because <laughs> yeah. uh, well, when you're everybody knows when you're hunting, especially up here, everything looks closer than it is. Yeah. Oh shit! Like, yeah. I can't I can't even tell you how many times like bow hunting, I'm ranging and I'm like, fuck, this guy's close. And you range him, he's like eighty yards or hundred yards. I'm like, fuck, you know, it's like. They look close. Oh, yeah. They're not. Absolutely. God, until they're at like 400 and you've like in the crosshairs are like covering the whole animal and you're like, is this thing fucking dialed up right? (laughs) Holy shit. I can barely see the animal. So he he shot he shot him like mid body and a little bit further back, but um, I knew we were going to get him. It was just a matter of time, but I didn't want him to get too far up the hill because we have one dead down here. We have no packs with us because we ran so quick. I'll get to that part of the story. My uncle made a clutch move, but anyhow, so we, we run up and this bull's kind of like walking through some rocks and some trees and stuff. And I'm trying to 
get Perry like we need to kill this bull, you know, and so I'm pushing him and pushing him and pushing him and finally we got to like 60 yards and and the bull stood up and he made a great shot and he fell right over him like that's what I'm talking about, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you did it. I said you probably didn't like how I was like pushing you and stuff but i was i didn't know how else to do it man like mm-hmm. you had to he's like no 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 it was just fine don't worry about it. it was fine he's like i i needed that you know i needed that motivation or whatever so my uncle was at camp and he heard the gunshots so immediately he grabbed all of our backpacks all of the the game bags knives and and headlamps nice. and whatever oh, that's and awesome strapped yeah. them all together and started walking down that's a seasoned hunter right there. <laughs> well, he just... I know what's going on he, right now. He, yeah. yeah. And my uncle's very hard of hearing, like damn near deaf. He only heard one shot. We shot four times. It's good time. <laughs> good thing you guys weren't with bows. Yeah. <laughs> right? So uh, he, he starts walking back, unbeknownst to me, and I, I told Perry, I said, um, I have a Havilon in my pocket. I said, you need to... You, do what what you watched me do on the other caribou. Do the same thing and just lay the meat on the rocks right here. I'm going to go down, and I know Steph has a Havilon in her pocket. Start taking that one. I'm going to start on hers, and I'm going to send her back to camp to get all of our shit because I didn't know Bruce was coming. So I go down. He's he's doing his thing. I go down and uh, start taking care. We took pictures of Steph's and stuff and took started taking care of it, and I said, you need to start walking back. So she, she walks back and does not go the way we came, but I – pointed to the creek and i'm like fuck it's got to be just fine well there's a huge slough there and she's up to her freaking waist and mud and muck and whatever and like can't can't cross and well by the time she figures out that she shouldn't be going that way well then bruce walks around the corner and they link up and i'm like fucking perfect (laughs) and he's got shit hanging all over his back like everybody's backpacks I'm like, great. So we come back, and then uh, uh, I told uh, I told Bruce, like, just I'm going to keep taking care of this curve. We just walk up the hill. It's straight up and just start yelling for Perry. You know, and he's he's right up here maybe 400 yards away. You know, and he gets up there, and they find him, and they come down with two quarters. I'm done with Steph, so I walk up there, take care of the rest of it, come down, and then I'm like, yeah, it might probably going to be about two trips to get these, you know, these two bulls out or whatever. And we start loading up backpacks, and I'm like, this is one trip like we're gonna be fine so steph took a huge Four, load yeah. nice yeah steph took a big load perry took way more than he should have bruce took a, a decent amount and i had i don't know maybe like 120 pounds on my back is that bone in area or it was all uh we deboned it all because okay. we have to debone it to fly out so okay. i'm like fuck it let's just debone it right here so we deboned it all whatever threw them in packs and start going back and then i realized like man they can't carry that much shit you know like perry mm-hmm. had a lot and he had a rack on his back and he that he's tripping and falling on the, <laughs> and it's not a hard pack out it, it's relatively flat but on like river yeah. rock and stuff and so we're packing him out and i could tell that you know he just keeps tripping and falling like i told stuff i'm like just fucking just stay right here so i walked back and uh i told perry just dump your entire pack give it all to me so i just started strapping shit and th- filled up my entire thing and uh he was much happier after that, but he didn't want to give me any meat. And I'm like, no, you're, I'm taking it all, you know, threw it all on my back. And we didn't have much further to go, maybe like a mile, three quarters of a mile. And, uh, their entire, the entire time we were there, we hadn't seen the Northern lights and they really wanted to see them. And I shit you not, as soon as we started walking back, like they came out right above camp and they were like, I'm like, look up guys. Probably the best times I've ever seen were in September. It was fantastic. They were uh, coming like at four or five different streaks and and it went on all night, you know, so get back to camp, hang this shit on a meat pole. It gets even better. We walk up to camp and 
we're all drying our boots off or whatever, and the northern lights are just cranking, and all of a sudden, like, wolves start howling all around us. Nice. And so they had never really heard that either, you know, and it was just, it was one of those nights where I'll just never forget. Sitting around the campfire, I got two old guys that are extremely happy. My wife is stoked. And, uh, you know, we're two old guys you grew up with. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a very, out of state too. Is what, yeah. You know, it was a big thing. Extremely rewarding, you know, and I, and I, I hadn't even ever pulled the trigger out at that camp ever. I've never shot an arrow. I've never shot a rifle. You know, and I've oh, we were given total rations <laughs> of shit about that. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just one of those things, you know. Um, so then that, that was getting towards the end. They had, Great, they, like their trip was completely fulfilled, um, except for getting Perry a moose, which is what he came for. So two days later, go out to a spot in the morning that I, I we, we saw kind of a we saw a spot where I thought would be a little bit better for calling, and uh, I was like, let's just go over here and we're going to call. So we called uh, th- that morning and that evening, and then the next morning went back to the same spot before light and started calling from the same spot. And uh, after maybe like an hour and a half of calling, I hear. Like a, it was a bull, like basically barking. He caught our wind mm. real fucking close, like forty yards, and I I didn't put two. Had, in, did, had he come into your calling and then walked, winded you, and you just never heard him coming in? He walked right in, but he never grunted. We were yeah. it was dead calm. Fuckers, man, they'll <laughs> sneak all yeah. that shit on their head, and like as big as they are, they walk right and, up to him. You never he, even know. And what he came through, you thought, you swear you would have heard him like hit a tine on something or whatever, but nothing. nothing. Dude, so I he, swear to God, they like, they know what they got and they can like weave their yep. head through shit. But he barked real close, and I immediately, like, Perry was standing like, I don't know, 10 yards away from me. And I had the rifle. I got the rifle ready and everything, and he has bow. And this, uh, I heard it and I didn't know what, like, it was like everybody was just standing still or whatever. And all of a sudden, uh, Perry's like, it's like big bull, big bull, right, right here. It's right here. I'm like, shoot, you know, but it's walking away. So it's like, he saw it at 40 and then it walked straight away. And if he'd have been next to me, you know, he wouldn't have had a shot with the rifle anyhow. Cause I couldn't see it. I wa- I kind of, did like, you have good wind? The wind was blowing right to him. Oh, fuck. It would have been great if we'd have been calling in the spot that I usually call from. Mm-hmm. But I decided to just get a little bit further down in, in an area where you could see the whole valley. It, it, it looks like it would be a good spot, but 90% of the moose we see do come from where this fucking moose came from. And the, the thermals were going... Uh, not the, No, it was in the morning, so the thermals were not going down. The wind was going down. Mm-hmm. The thermals hadn't started coming up yet. Um. And so he he just winded us, and by the time I got over by Perry, did he the, spook with the wind? He didn't. He barked and just walked away, and nothing I did wanted him to turn. Do you, do you think that? I don't want to like interrupt or no, anything, no, but like, do you think like with a paddle or some kind of like a decoy or something like that would it have changed anything? Because the bull that I shot came in from straight downwind of us. I yeah. know he smelled us. Had as, to have. As soon as he saw that, like... And the fucking I'd, thing was, like, came like in, but it was, like, kind of weird. But as soon as the paddles went up, he was just, like, bam, and started, like, rocking his head and coming in even closer. So the problem was where he came was, like, pretty decent-sized stand timber. And yeah, you so just didn't see, see him before. Yeah. If yeah. I could have seen him before, I w- we would have moved a little bit, and he would have probably came right where I was calling. Yeah. And we would have had a decent shot. But uh, by the time I got over the parry, you know, he was walking away. By the time we got our shit 
together for him to maybe shoot with the rifle. He was already 350, 390 yards, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and went over a rise. And I was like, maybe we should just give him a minute or two and go that way and call or whatever. So we did. And but the the wind wind was just wrong, and he had already busted us, and I was like, "Fuck!" And that was a big bowl. That was, I mean, it was a nice, probably sixty inch bowl. Mm, you know, one right he on. one a no brainer. Put it that way. Yeah. You know, and I so I, you know, I had after that, I was like, and Bruce and Perry were phenomenal this entire trip. They're like, man, just getting here was it was everything we wanted. You know, with COVID <laughs> and all that shit. You know, yeah. like just like being able to like see it through and and come out here and do this was all we really wanted and to be able to do all the stuff we did. So like my uncle kept a bucket list. Uh, he had a, he had a list of shit on a piece of paper before he came here. Yeah. And every fucking one was checked off when nice. he left. And it Epic. was not a short trip or a short list. It was a long <laughs> list. So that happened. That was the second to last day. And then uh, we had to fly out the next morning. So uh, we just decided to sleep in a little bit. So I, I think I slept into like 7.20. <laughs> and uh, my uncle woke me up and he's like, there's a black wolf out on the, the strip. I'm like, oh. What you know? So I Fuck, wait. Shoot it! Yeah, so I, somebody you know, shoot it! And they have they have the <laughs> rifle. I'm like, don't tell me that. Shoot it. Yeah. Uh, so I shoot run out it. there. I run out there in my underwear, you know, and I didn't see the wolf, but I'm glassing, and there's a freaking bull as well down there, Jesus. like like in the you know 700 yards away, and I he's walking across. I let out a cow call, but he's he's in the middle of the creek or the stream, so I'm sure he couldn't really hear it gets to the other side of it i call again and he heard it and so he started coming our way and he wasn't a big bull he 38 inches wide I mean, whatever just a yeah it's a nice yeah <laughs> but i'm like tasty. i'm like, like yeah. i'm like i'm like shit i just texted you know the <clears throat> office and they're they're coming to pick us up this morning you know so i, I text her again and i'm like you know just so you know or yeah i said it figures there's a moose on the strip right now that i you know would would normally shoot or whatever and she's like don't worry about that just go go hunt go kill yeah. it now <laughs> like I, yeah and i was thinking in my head well duh you know and green and, light and steph's like get your pants on you know and yeah. long johns. i'm like well oh, bring no. him here you know so and then and then so she brought me everyone's my, bringing your pants bring me yeah. my pants <laughs> well, I'm, he's just like dress me <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty funny but uh the the bull's coming closer and not not slow and like I'm still trying to like get my point across to to uh, the lady at the office there and, and you know come to find out she didn't really you know it was fine just go do yeah. whatever and uh, so I I run down there and I let out a call call along the way to kind of get him so I want come to a different point from come, where you're gonna exactly go. yeah, so buddy. So I waited for him to get behind some bushes, and I let out a call call, and then I knew he was going to do, like, a hook because of the way the wind was blowing. So as soon as I did that, I just ran to where I thought he was going to come around, and, fuck, 25, 30 seconds later, he popped out at 20 yards. Fuck, I nice. watched the video. I was like, yeah. look at that shit. <laughs> it it's worked. Like playbook it, shit right there. And it was great. They all got to watch it and everything, and, you know, he came right in, and I yeah, made a decent shot, and he ran 30, 40 yards, and he was still standing there, so I shot him again, and he tipped right over right there right on the airstrip it was 112 yards or 112 steps to the meat pole nice and i shot him at 750 and i told the the lady that you know we had a moose down i said we'll be ready in two hours and at 10 10 a.m we had him deboned and hanging on the pole that's pretty that's good what, yeah. yeah that's awesome it's a textbook. <laughs> yeah. yeah everybody helped you know we laid out a big tarp and i was cutting and handing them meat and they were figuring out the rest and and uh, we which did. that's the way to go laying yeah. out the tarp yeah like yeah your old blue Walmart Fred Meyer blue tarp is. Oh, yeah. He came up uh, last weekend. Connor and I were caribou hunting, and I shot a bull, and he walked up, and 
he was yelling at me before you know, before he got up there. What you're already, you're already done? Like you asshole? You know, like, like whatever. Like, you had shot the caribou like two hours before <laughs> I got up there too. Well, the first time, yeah, yeah. But I finally killed him. Anyhow, uh, he gets up there, and I've got a piece of bisqueen laid out, and all the meat laying on it, and. Connor's like, I got a surprise for you. I'm like, it better be a beer. <laughs> it was a beer. It was a beer. That's awesome. It was a beer. Nice. <laughs> I was, oh, before, shit. like, you know, your in-laws from the, the upper Midwest there, you know what Frank had never seen? What? Escanaba in the Moonlight. Oh, boy. Oh, really? That's so a... we watched it out of Moose Camp. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's a, a mandatory November 14th at about 10 p.m. must watch. Oh, it really? Because gun season in Michigan 15. opens up on the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember how many times uh, we've watched that damn movie at, at oh. Deer Camp in, in the UP. But. It's kind of weird. It's oh, it's, it, it's, it's really, really good weird. until it gets weird. Right, and it is, and all of a sudden it's like, well, it's fucking weird. I, I was <laughs> like, Don't worry about that. It's just it is what it is. We end up. <laughs> that's, that's what I told him before. Yeah. I was like, it gets, it's really good. Then it gets fucking super weird. Then yeah. it finishes okay. We, we hang usually, with me. I usually make it till it gets weird, and then I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'm going to bed. Yeah. the first part. I like the first part. Oh, that was know? awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, they're starting to kick uh, in. I don't know there. if I was uh, paying attention. Did you say this gets weird? I was like, this is <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, that was my. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a really rewarding hunt. It was a good time. And I, I had gone over. He's, he's like, hey, we're having a bonfire tonight. You want to come over and hang out? So I went over there. I was able to meet Bruce and Perry, and they're great guys, man. Like, just love hunting. And, uh, you know, it kind of takes you back to, like, puts you back in perspective, like, how, like, I, you know, I want to say blessed we are up here. Because we are. you come up here and, like, you know, you're hunting underneath the northern lights and underneath the stars and you got all these animals around you and then, you know, shit changes so fast. And they're just describing these things. I'm like, man, you know, like, you just never really step back and take a look at the things that we're able to yeah. do up here. And they yeah. just, they were so happy with what they did. It just like puts a fire in you're like fuck man that mm -hmm. is awesome just to hear people yeah. you know describe their story to you especially when people who don't be able to, they can't do this every single year like we can and All right yeah they're it's just, easy to well i was like i'm working on writing up the story from for the magazine from our like our spring bear trip this year yeah. and it's like it's like how do i write it that like i mean for us it's like yeah, Fuck, just... only shot two bears tonight. <laughs> <you know? laughs> right? yeah. I could write the whole story in like a fucking sentence. Like, yeah. we went, we saw, we fucked shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw and I shot. Yeah, right. And I killed. It was like, oh, and then I switched guns and I shot more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, saw the same thing. I'm like, how do I write? How do I write this? It's like. <clears throat> It's like, okay, shot this bear, it runs over there, dies, climb down out of the tree stand, run this other bear off, yeah. go back to the, get yeah. my muzzle loader, come back, shoot it. Yeah. But, uh, It's no. like when you're describing sheep stories, like, how did it go? Ah, I shot a sheep, and then I gave my buddy a rifle, he shot the sheep, and then, like, hiked out for a couple of days, and, like, people are like, that's it? You're like, I guess so. I mean, what else do you want me to tell you? It's like, mm -hmm. but when you start describing There's things, like, like 10,000 yeah. different little things you could yeah. Well, people. how'd you get on? Oh, okay. Let me back up a little bit. Uh, I saw the sheep, and then we spooked him, and then like we waited a couple days, and we finally got on top of him. And like that's the shit I want to hear, mm -hmm. you know? Or like, just all yeah, like the little things. Like I mean, I tried to. I just I just sent Jordan. So I saw Jordan <clears throat> here in town, 
and I guided with Jordan for years at the at the lodge that I worked mm-hmm. at. But um, I saw him. He's just randomly doing this like with his fiance and her brother, kind of like a little tour of Alaska. He's never yeah. seen anything but oh, Kodiak yeah. and a Fognac, and he was like, "Oh, we're gonna check some stuff out." So he was in Fairbanks, and I was like, "Boy, you got an RV? Go down here, it's like." Mm-hmm. To the deltas, oh, yeah. to you know, and I was like, go down here. There's a really cool spot. I told him like, go to where Arctic Man is. Like, mm-hmm. pull your RV in there. I was like, here's a bunch of firewood. Get a fire going. You guys hang out in the mountains. You probably hear wolves. It'll be like a beautiful night in the mountains. It'll be snowy up high, maybe a little bit on the ground kind of oh, thing, yeah. and it'll be like picture perfect in the mountains of Interior Alaska. So. We start bullshitting about it, and he's like, well, how do you know about this spot? And I was like, well, I sheep hunted here a couple of times. I've drawn drawn a tag for this area a couple yeah. times. And he's like, well, where do you go? So we have a map out because I'm trying to show him, like, where to go. Yeah. And I was like, well, I kind of go up here, and I, like, hike down in here. And he's like, Jesus, man, your finger just went a long ways across <laughs> yeah. the map. He's like, how far do you go? And I was like, well, I don't know. The first time we were in here, we hiked, like, 60 miles or something like that. And he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, it's like what what he's used to down there is, like, oh, yeah. you find shit out of the boat from a mile away, oh, yeah. you know, and you get the wind, and then you drop off, and you hike to it, and yeah. whack it on the beach. And Where is he from again? Put it. He's Hawaiian. Oh, oh shit! But he's okay. like family ties to yeah. Alaska. Okay. You know, his mom grew up on a Fognac Island, yeah. and um, she moved to Hawaii to go to college and married a guy and had kids. And Jordan is her eldest son, who's okay. I don't know how old Jordan is now. I'm gonna throw him under the bus. He's probably hot high twenties. Mm, yeah, something like that. He's probably super I, cool. He dude. might not be oh, thirty, but Jordan's right good in shit. that zone. Yeah. But um, the first few times that he came out to the lodge to start like actually working out there and guiding and stuff, not just like a little family trip, mm-hmm. I was out there working. That's so cool. it, like, I got to hang out with Jordan a lot, and he's a super cool dude. And I ended up going to Hawaii and hanging out with him in the winter a bunch of times. But for him to just be like wrap his head around what sheep hunt, oh, yeah. you know, because he's always like, "Oh, you guys all shoot sheep every year," but then you're like. When I'm on, sitting with him yeah. and showing him on a map, and he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and you know when he's driving down there and seeing that stuff, it's like, Ugh. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I do every time I see it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We still put him for the same tag every single year, though. You're like, fuck mm. that place. I like uh, it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Oh. A lot. Then, yeah. I'm like, I know. I'm like. Boy, I can walk right in there and shoot one. <laughs> I know where to go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's it's been a certainly been a hell of a fall. Yeah, yeah. I tried. Uh, so I'm like a new archer. If you want to put a new archer, so me too. Yeah, kind okay. of. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one here. Doctor Throat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My archer, Doctor like Jugular. This big, you're probably yeah. way more. In, I've been caring about the me. past couple weekends, and fuck, is it fucking hard. He makes it look like it's just like, no, it's no big deal. But I get out there, and I'm like, God damn, there's caribou everywhere, 6,000 eyes looking at you, and you're trying to get up on like a, a couple bulls, but you're like, God dang it, it's a freaking hard sport, man. I, I will mm-hmm. tell you right. I freaking love it, though. It is so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, will tell you right now that the last two weekends, what we've experienced is hands down, in my opinion, the best hunting I've well, ever don't had. Don't tell me that because it's going to deter me from going up there. It, it, it is. It is. It is. 
the best hunting I've ever had. I don't care what species. There was nothing better than yeah. the last two weekends of caribou hunting. Yeah. The, just the everything in general, or I'm, just I'm ta- like the I'm talking animals, or everything. Just the yeah. the the weather was fantastic. There was snow up high. There was no wind. Yeah. There was fucking animals everywhere, and they were rutting. They were chasing. They were migrating. They were fighting. They were grunting. Yeah. And they were very like active. It was it was just like a the picture perfect. Hunt yeah. where you have you go not on. hunted caribou when they're in the rutting? I have, I have hunted them in October, but I haven't found them like I did when they're rutting like that. Not like, like heavy not like duty. That. Not yeah. like awesome. That. That's cool. We were getting he had, we had, we had stocked this group of caribou and was it like a hundred caribou or something in that in the first day of that bull. Yeah, pr- probably two hundred actually. Yeah, and so you know, like I'm right behind Nick because it's mm-hmm. my first time kind of going up there and actually putting like a major stock in a lot of caribou. And there were some nice fucking bulls up there. <laughs> there I look at these bulls, I'm like, oh my God, these fucking bulls. So he, we're going up there and I'm right behind him. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just kind of like doing, you do, you're the pro. I'm just following you, man. So he's like, no, no, go up this way. So I go up uh, kind of above the caribou and he goes down below and the caribou kind of, what, the, I, I don't what, know. When I, the whole, uh, what are you doing thing that, that was because, um, where where I where I was, you were just coming there, and I I could see the caribou, yeah. so I was made made sure that I was completely out of sight. So yeah. like once you see them, you need to change everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you you were in sight of them where you mm-hmm. were, and I was like, dude, you need you need to come around this way and stay stay yeah. down. And then we talked, and you can yeah. No, but it, it, I wasn't mad. I was like, you, like if, no, if that, you can see them, yeah. they can see you. You need and to. That's you, fine. That's just right. And you what say, the fuck like, are you doing, you no, dumbass? No, <laughs> that's not what. That's not how it went. I was like, no, I was like, dude, he gave me the birdie. The no, birdie. I did yeah. not. No, I did. I no. fucking yell at him all the time. I'm like, give me my fucking gun! Don't yeah. you? Sh- <laughs> don't you shoot <laughs> that fucking gun? Damn, right? I'm like, you just loaded your gun. You better get that back on your shoulder right now, Mister. <laughs> Is that for me? Is that for you? Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like he was like, hey, go up high. So I went up high, and then they ended up spooking up you know, close to me and like no shit there. I could have reached out with an arrow and just slapped one on the fucking nose. They're that close. But you're, the, I mean, you got, you got a hundred eyes looking at you and you're like, just kind of stuck. That's why you got your reeker, man. You just give her a bit of half pull. And <laughs> thunk, thunk. I, did, I did not have a recurve. Yes. Oh, so he, man. he, he went where I would have, if I, if, if, if I wasn't with him, I would have went where he, where I told him to go. And I was just like, I'm just going to, play catch up like i'm just gonna stay behind them and i want you to always like go to where they're going so you you're you're gonna have an opportunity or at least get Mm -hmm. way closer have a better chance than i will and so i i ended up getting up a little bit higher than him um and he had a couple bulls come by him and i'm just sitting there because there's like four or five bulls maybe three quarters of a mile away but they're walking away and i just want him to get over this rise so i just sat down waiting for him to get over this rise so that i can continue on and uh and then while I'm sitting there, all of a sudden, four bulls come running right up, and I see Connor. Like, he definitely, they're the reason why, he's the reason why they're running. I'm like, I'll oh, be damned, these fuckers are going to run right to me. Yeah, I had no idea they are there. And Until, I, like, the last, <laughs> I'm looking at Nick up there, he's, like, sitting down. I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's just, like, taking a break. And then these <laughs> fucking horns come up with this little, this, like, little ridge. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, draw back. My dial was still sitting like nut or like you know whatever is still cranked up or whatever, and I fling an arrow out there, and they go running up the hill after. I'm like, oh, perfect, Nick will get a shot at. Them. <laughs> 
I didn't though. I'm they spooking they, them. They came. Spooking them to there. you go, Nick. <laughs> they came up. I thought they were going to run right to me, but when they got to like 180, they started. They they turned and started going like straight up the hill instead of at an angle. 180. But, you got a compound, right? Yeah, but they yeah. They, they got behind this, They got behind this little rise, and so I tried to go cut them off. And when when I got to where um, the, like closest I was going to get, uh, they were 130. I'm like, oh fuck, they're gone. So mm-hmm. the, they ran off and did their own thing, and then so Connor's down below me, and I'm like, I'm just going to stay up here. You go down, drive down the road, come back up, and go where they're going, and I'll just stay up here. So I walked all the way up to the top, and he drove all the way down, and then started coming up. And I don't know how I don't. You did. Yeah. So I, I drove down the road, parked. Connor's like, parked. screw this, I'm going back to town. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it was so fucking weird. I, like you can't, you couldn't like radio somebody and be like, do this, do that, because it's illegal. Right. Yeah. And you couldn't text somebody and say, do this, do that, because it's illegal. Yeah. But you can go get in a truck and drive and yeah. like move and do this yeah. or do that, and it's yeah. totally fine. And, and we are, we're. We're, we're not so close to the road. No. You know, so, so we're he, up high, like yeah. in the snow up high. Yeah. He was literally in the fucking snow up high. I and, walked uh, I walked the entire top like did. the highest peak ridge line back towards where the caribou all went thinking so that he, I made it down to the truck and he just he had made it over the first ridge and he still had two more ridges to go. So I'm like, "Oh, perfect. I'll drive down there and then I'll make it up to the caribou by the time hopefully he's there." I hike up like four or five hundred yards, and I'm looking up at the caribou, and they just fucking scatter. They just run. They're just all of them just fucking sprinting. <laughs> and I see this this little guy on the top of the mountain <laughs> just coming over there. He's like looking over, and I put my binoculars up. I'm like, "That's fucking Nick. How the fuck did he get over there so fast? <laughs> like a little billy goat up there." Well, what happened was I was up on I was up on top, and I was just following a caribou trail. You know, same one that all these bulls went on, and I. Got up over this little rise, and they were all, like, right there, you know, 80 yards away. But I could drop down, and I could drop my pack, and I could get up to 40. So I did that, and I snuck up, and I popped up, and the bull I shot that weekend just had one big one side. And Uno. It, and, we, we named him Uno. And I saw him the day prior, and Connor had him I'd at, like, 20 yards. I, I told I told him, like, man, I just shot this one bull, but he was, he was, like, 40 yards away. But he had one horn, and Nick goes, why don't you fucking shoot him? Because like, he had one fucking horn. Did he? Was it grown like that or broken off? Broke broken off. off Fighting. Yeah. 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 yeah he's, and like he had one fucking horn. And there's like four or five other caribou in this group that are just like magnificent caribou. I'm like, I'm going to go after one of those. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even stocked all the caribou yet. These are just the first ones that had come out from the group. And sure as shit, the next day he shot it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I should have shot that fucking caribou. <laughs> I popped up God, and saw him. Man. He was at like 43. And then. There was uh, two bigger ones at like 70. I'm like, dude, I'm just shooting this one. It's right mm-hmm. here. And he's he's kind of like sniffing a cow's ass. And I drew back and broadside. And I didn't make the best shot, but I knew I knew like I was going to get him. Yeah. He didn't go too far. So yeah. he, he ran. He I, I went back to my pack and came back. And then I had to make the decision. Okay, do I go? I, I, I know how to take care of a wounded caribou. And that's to stay with him. Do not let them lose. Mm-hmm. Like leave your sight. And and stay with them, and and you're you're gonna get them because they're gonna run a little ways, hundred yards, whatever, bed and bed down. down, and they're yeah. gonna bed down if you don't like push them. If you let them go do it, they're gonna do that. That's pretty typical, with, like yeah, pretty much any animal. Okay, but yeah. here's the thing: <clears throat> the same th- th- same thing may happen elk hunting. 
mm-hmm. there's timber everywhere and you don't see that. So you well, have yeah. to find the blood, you know. So yeah. like in caribou And is co- it raining? Is it right. not no snow on the ground? And in caribou country yeah. you can usually see. So just let them go do their if you make a sub suboptimal shot, just let them go do their thing, bed down. And that's kind of what I did. But I had to make a decision. Do I spook all these caribou? Because I have to spook them in order to go look for blood mm-hmm. to get on his trail. And and I was like, well, if I spook them, maybe they're going to run toward, or, towards where Connor went. So I'm like, fuck it. I got I got to get on him, and I got to figure out where he went. So mm-hmm. I grabbed my pack, and I walked down, you know, 40, 50 yards, and I find blood. And all the caribou, of course, they spook, and they run directly away from where Connor was instead of where he should. <laughs> like the complete yeah, opposite yeah. way you'd think they would. Yeah. And I came around the corner, and I had to—I literally had to backtrack everything I just did to to get to where he was. But I found him bedded and and put a decent shot on him and killed him. But um, I was down the road. I'm like, I hope that fucking caribou doesn't die up there because Nick's, <laughs> gonna, have, <laughs> Nick's gonna have a high. hard time coming down that mountain. Oh, I will man. sit in my truck and, <laughs> right. and sit here and watch him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's got this. Yeah, it'd have been fine. No, but he, that caribou dropped down, and I'd kind of gone. Uh, north a little bit to hunt the, the, the herd that or the same herd that he'd spooked north and i hadn't had a shot opportunity and i and uh i looked over and on the horizon they're kind of like halfway down the mountain nick just skylighted i'm like perfect <laughs> so i went down to the truck drove the truck over hiked up he had pretty much had everything quartered <laughs> out laying on a tarp i took the the skin off the head and i uh we piked hiked up everything to, or hike, put everything in our backpacks and hiked down and yeah, it was great yeah it was an awesome hunt Worked it was a great well. time and the, just the weather, fantastic! Like oh nice, man, twenty not, like twenty five degrees outside. Snow. Nope. Was Who like, cares if it's a little cold if the wind's not howling? You know, wind wasn't yeah, howling. Nope. It would made a big difference if it was. But there, I mean, no bugs and there's lots of caribou around. Uh, and then a great spot to, yeah. to like to really get close. It was it was awesome. And this yeah. last weekend was just unbelievable. Like just. To me, it was it was just the epitome of, of hunting, like having like animals that active. You get to see shit that you will never see, and you, you yeah, know, yeah. yeah, you might see it on National Geographic, you know, caribou fighting and all this stuff. But when you're when you're bow hunting and you're that close, and it's happening all around you, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just just. I mean, you can hear them grunting and snorting and like breathing hard, and the bulls chasing these cows around. The cows getting all pissed off, and it was just unbelievable, just how close, you know. Nuts. Yeah, it was a great. But there's time. a learning curve to um, spot and stock hunting for sure, and then also caribou hunting in general. Like a lot of people make the mistake of going right at them, and that's why. Like yesterday, I was like, "Dude, you you can't go from right here because as soon yeah. as you come over this rise, they're going to see you all, and you, and you can't. You're not going to get down close enough." Yeah. I said, "You got to." A lot of times with you caribou think hunting, miles ahead of where oh, yeah. they're at. So, I, so I mean, yeah. So these this this particular group was not leaving the valley they might go up on the side of the mountain or whatever but they're all going to be within three or four square miles mm-hmm. so you don't like wherever they this are this group you know, is like 200 head no something like thousands. that thousands Tha- oh thousands, thousands. it was yeah. unfucking believable <clears throat> they're nice. fucking everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. So he was like, like, "You better go down there and shoot a bull." I'm like, "Oh, fucking easy! A thousand caribou? I can get one out of a thousand. And I get down there, I'm like, I can't even fucking get to one caribou. <laughs> you know, a lot of people look at a herd of caribou and they want to go stalk like directly at it. You you need to figure out which way they're walking, and if you look at them through binoculars, you can see which way they're facing, mm-hmm. and you can you can kind of tell. And it it, it it's not, they're not all facing that way. Yeah, but no. the majority of them will be facing and, a and, direction, and it's certainly not a perfect science. And it's certainly not like one of those things where you can be like, they're going right here. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. they do go right where you think. But 
the majority of the time there's like so the group that you were on yesterday i i watched them come off the mountain and i watched them line out and start walking and mm-hmm. i kind of knew where they were going but but the key to all of that was there was a cow and a calf in the lead yeah and if you watched her demeanor compared to all the rest of the caribou it was completely different she was absolutely alert and that calf stayed right next to her and she was the one calling the shots and everywhere she walked Hmm. She might she might get 50, 60 yards away from the herd, but they all went that way. Yeah. And so I, the way she was lined out and where she was looking, that's what I was saying. You can't go right here because they're going to see you. You need to go up and you need to make a big a big loop and come in front of them. Yeah. And just let them do their thing. And you know, for you know, unfortunately for you, by the time you got there, a bunch had already went yeah. by. And it and it was just it was it was too late. But I, I was like in this covering with a bunch of spread out dead bushes and. They had kind of crossed uh, through the covering, so I had caribou on my left, kind of looking back, and I had caribou on my right, you know, kind of trying to the main go. herd. So I'm, I'm, you know, like I, I'm screwed pretty much. So I just kind of did what the best I could, and I just kind of would hunker down and then like, like skip from from bush to bush, and then, you know, I had a couple shot opportunities, but there just weren't. They're all they, moving. They, they were they were moving, you know, mm. and you know, like the the bulls would push these. It was is remarkable because the bulls would push these cows. The cows would start crossing. And the bulls would like run in front of them and push them back push across them the, the river. And it then, was so methodical the yeah. way these bulls were working, dude. They they were they were literally like herding the care like yeah. all the rest of them. Like hmm. they they'd be circling on the outside of them and like running up and make sure that they're going this way and really really fun to be around yeah. did you actually see any breeding going on i saw two it... i saw two bulls uh fuck and i don't know how many i saw fight oh yeah yeah i saw breeding for sure but it was more like pre no no it was right in the middle of Dude, the actual s- rut then yeah, so um what would happen midday uh, all what i saw all you these figure that's a lot of cows to get laid I, yeah. That's why I'm asking is because yeah. it's like you spend was, a couple of days with that many, with 10,000 yeah. animals, oh, yeah. you so, would assume you're going to see what, like actual breeding what, going on. What I saw was like in the early <clears> morning, <throat> they were in a huge group and then they'd come down into this bottom and they'd kind of disperse a little bit once they got comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when they dis- disperse, the big bulls would run from group to group and just like find the, the bull that they thought was the biggest in there and they'd start <laughs> fighting. And then yeah. as soon as they ran them off, they'd go sniff all the cows. Yep. And then they'd go to the next one and they'd do the same thing. So, oh, like the, so like the bull I killed. Just straight up looking for cows that are in heat. Unbelievable. Like one after another uh, after another. And, and it wasn't the, the younger bulls were staying in the groups and they were doing the same thing, but it was like, well, if the cow ain't ready and she praying, or I don't know. But yeah. the big bulls were like moving from one to one. So the bull I killed on Saturday... I I wasn't I didn't even know he was there you know because there's so many I was hunt I was trying to stalk a different bull mm-hmm. with a group of cows and this this one came off the mountain came down and never took his eye off that other the bull that I was stalking the bull I was stalking started just pop, pawing the ground just like digging a hole and that other bull came right to him and they locked horns and just started going at it like mm-hmm. 110 yards away and I thought to myself what would happen if I just ran up to him right now. Because they so pre-consumed with like what they're doing. Yeah, and I'm like, well, how long are they going to fight? You know, is mm-hmm. it's going to be like two minutes, three minutes? You know, whatever. And time goes on and on and on. And they were locked together fighting for probably 15 minutes. Hmm. And and meanwhile, like all the other caribou are running all over the place, so they probably would have thought no different if I yeah. just ran yeah. out there. 
I'd probably try it if you're within like 100, 150, do somewhere it. that. Just do it. Just run up yeah. there and do it because they're, they're so occupied. Hindsight's always like, and it's, but I was like, <laughs> if I, in on them. I'm like, if I do this and it doesn't work, my, my spot is ruined because I got, they got really comfortable with me. Like cows were walking by at 40, 50 yards and I had other smaller bulls walking by too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they're, they're tolerating me. I should just stay here. Uh, anyhow, so he ran that one off and then he finally came close enough, chased a cow in, and I was able to shoot him, but, um, just un- unbelievable as have far you, as in, activity. In all your hunting over the years, have you ever seen, um, other animals? Rut? No, like actual fighting. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen two bull moose, two enormous bull moose fight, and I've also seen a situation with whitetail... Well, I was actually fishing on the beach. Weird situation, but I was like late season fishing for striped bass, and I watched whitetails. Like oh, I think the whole thing went o- over the course of like an hour and a half or something like that. But it was like five different whitetails, and finally, like a big another big yeah. buck showed up, and they fought like right next to my truck on the beach. Awesome. With me, like, sitting in, in my truck watching this shit, like, 20 yards away from my truck in the sand on a yeah. beach. That's crazy. <laughs> and is this the first time you've ever seen, like, animals in the rut fighting like that? No, no, not at all. Um, I've seen whitetails fight a bunch of times. I've seen... Fucking uh, amazing. I've seen sick of blacktails duke it out. Um, I've watched uh, watched elk do it as well. Um, <clears throat> but the only thing that I can compare this to... Um, is like like full on coos deer rut in an area where there's a lot of deer, mm-hmm. and like you'd be walking around in in that country of Mexico I was in last year, and you'd see where these bucks were fighting. You and see, like on the ground, the ground is tell. just tore up, yeah. and it's exactly what it was. And then you'd watch them fight, and it's like they're going to town. But the, it was the same thing. There's so many deer, so many bucks, mm-hmm. so many does. They're just running around and they're constantly chasing and fighting everything. Granted, it's not open country, but you're seeing it a lot. So, you, like, if you took away yeah. all the trees and brush and choya and all that stuff, it would be it look like probably the same thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've been fortunate. I've never seen moose fight. I would love to. That'd be pretty damn cool. It's fucking yeah. impressive, no doubt about That'd it. Be awesome. Everybody's seen. Frank would have waited any longer. I'd have had to fight his bull. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's one yeah. thing that, that I kind of noticed that was interesting when I was up there is I was watching these uh, these bulls chase these cows around and that, you know, they go around and they'd sniff every cow, but eventually they would sniff a cow and then stay with her. Mm-hmm. And they would she just, was close. She was close. Yeah. yeah. So these bulls know, like, how far along in the in the rut yeah. they are. Yeah. So, you know, there'd be, there'd be one... There'd be one bull in a, in a group of like 20 cows, but he would stick with one main cow, mm-hmm. and that's it. He would make sure the other ones are close by, but the other he'd stick with one cow. The, it was just is remarkable because he has thousands of them. You the, know. the the pecker on the bull that I shot, the, the one-horn bull that I shot, mm-hmm. it from the time I saw him to the time I shot him, it was completely out red rocket fucking just hanging there. I can't count how many red rockets I've seen this weekend. <laughs> Literally a lot of lipstick going like on. running around. Yes. Dragging in the snow. All, all of them are yeah, they're just running around just hanging out. The the pecker on the bull I shot on Saturday when I when the warden came up and checked for evidence of sex, which was super funny. But anyhow, on a, on a dead animal, he was checked. A dead bull, he wanted to see evidence of sex. Anyhow, great guy. But lifted a leg up, and I that was the first time I actually saw this pecker. It was the most scabby, 
like, <laughs> like, like green, like oh, it was it was just disgusting. No, it the, was like the crusty. one I the one I shot after the rut a yeah. couple years ago, and it was green too. It was nasty. It looked like extremely chapped lips <laughs> with like avocado like rubbed <laughs> on it. Oh, God. It was. Uh, I was like. It's fucking pretty rough. Like, that doesn't really look fun to me. <laughs> no, and and you know the people that leave evidence of sex and they leave the entire fucking nut sack and whatever on there the, on your meat. That's fucking terrible. Don't do that. It's easy to yeah. skin that it's stuff just, out. Just yeah. take the nut and leave it attached. Mm-hmm. <laughs> leave that stuff up. Get everything meat. else gone. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some photos of people holding up a quarter and like the whole nut bag and copper fucking hanging mm-hmm. on there. I'm like, not cool, dude. Yeah. Just ruined a whole hind quarter. Doesn't man. take much. Yeah. <laughs> Little furry dick. Well, yeah. But. Well, I figured. I mean, I, I guess I'm not super careful what I leave on, but it's scun out. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. take that nutsack and you can turn it basically inside out and just make one little incision and pop the the nut right out. Yeah, you know, you can do that with bears too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of bear hides I get have the nuts still in them. <laughs> I was telling Nick. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I skinned has quick. a nut collection. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Nick this weekend, my dad, when he was in high school, he had this old Ford pickup truck, and he had shot this nice buck down in Colorado, and he had taken the nut sack and put it around his shifter knob. Nice. Little <laughs> furry fucking <laughs> shifter knob. Yeah, and he said people would go in there and be like, oh, that's really cool, and they would touch it and pet it and whatever. What is that? What is that? And like, oh, it's a nut sack off the deer I shot last year. like, oh, fuck, that's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's dead. He don't care. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And so, uh, someone asked someone like I don't know it was a comment or something someone the other day. Oh, do you do you ever try eating black bear nuts? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Rocky I was Mountain looking for this picture. You ever eat any you eat any ship sheep uh, nuts? That's Jesus a little post rut. I should have taken a photo of mine. It's, it was it's called chlamydia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine looked the same. Poor bastard. Mine looked the same, but it was like... Just a little fresher. Greeny, crusty. It was uh, covered in schmagma. Oh, <laughs> oh, man, the old dick cheese. <laughs> Usually when that happens to me, I go to the of Valley Clinic and have the doctor check. <laughs> that never, okay, that, that never he, happens to me. Saying, I don't know about you. Is he saying Tropic Thunder, I'm going to feed you a hobo's dick cheese? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Jesus Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Man. We watched a little bit of that out in Moose Camp. That's you guys so... were watching TV out there? Dude, we yeah. were watching <laughs> movies. Dude, dude I wasn't, we weren't kidding. I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> fucking amazing is, like, I came back and weighed myself, and I was like, I just ate at least a pound and a half of bacon, not to mention the sausage. You brought a and scale all out there? Shit. No, but when I came <laughs> back, I was like... I lost like ten fucking pounds. We, we each brought all like eight fucking we, we all brought, this bacon and eggs and shit. Yeah, bacon. We each wow. brought like we brought like probably four pounds of bacon, three dozen eggs, two or three pounds of sausage. And now to get Tyler excited, just bring bacon and eggs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's <laughs> like oh man, case oh, of beer, awesome. we, a case of beer a piece, which you know was skimping, but yeah, we each had a case of beer. Um. Orange Frank brought orange enough orange juice for us to have orange juice every morning. <laughs> Real coffee. Morning. Sons. I, let, I let him go the first morning, and then I was like, the second morning, I was like, I got some 
Oh, orange juice. <laughs> Little juice boxes. Jeez. Like you real, mimosa real with coffee. Or with or without strawberries. I had a <laughs> cof- I brought my little coffee press. I'm all about the like really nice moose camp because th- there's a lot of downtime. And you have plenty of time in the morning yeah, to yeah. eat food, and you have yeah. lots of time in the evening as well. It's just it's like five unfor- to nine is hunting, and yeah. four to nine is hunting, or nine thirty yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like other than that, You're fucking, fucking napping. Yeah. I no. could <laughs> I could pay and more and have yeah. a whole flight flown in of other stuff, and I've done that too. But I got a four wheeler with a twelve volt. We got a generator out there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah. The reason why I kind of just stick with the 50 is, one, that's what it is, unless you want another flight. But the after the first year we went out there, we paid for a gear flight, and we had a like pretty big camp, and, and yeah. it was it was very nice. You know, we made all of our own food. Did and you bring your Arctic oven? I did. Yeah. And uh, it was it was great. But on the flight home, Leif is uh, the owner of 40 Miller. He's like, you just don't need all that shit to kill a moose. And I was like, you know what? You're fucking right, man. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. But I need so, it to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were never uncomfortable. Right on. I mean, we were just... the food. That's disappointing. Because <laughs> we were out there the whole time like, ah, oh, but must suck to be shivering underneath a tarp right now. <laughs> we had good sleeping bags. We had those uh, great... Great. Uh, <laughs> That's disappointing. How many meals did you guys have when you're like, oh, Nick's definitely not having skins meals. Oh, right oh, when I like threw that sheet bag strap meal. wrapped in bacon and foil into the wood stove, I was like, they ain't eating this shit. <laughs> I made a lot of caribou and stuff. They enjoyed that. It was sleep, good. Sleep, you, brought, you guys brought sleeping bags? <laughs> I brought one, but I, I, I just like... I brought a and it ended up getting you throwing it fucker. off, throwing it off my cot every night because I was sweating my ass <laughs> off. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Oh, that's shit. great, man! Yeah. You know, and that if you position, you walking in the tent. If you position your cot on the right side, the wood stove door opens to the other side, so it's easier for the other guy to swing it open. Right. <laughs> throw a wood, throw a piece of wood. In. I finally figured that fucking stove out so that. I can keep it going all night. Uh, Those things are a pain in the ass. Those stoves are so finicky. You know, it's like what you hear from everybody. It's like, oh, fuck my Arctic oven. It's 150 degrees, and then it's Mm -hmm. nothing, and we're freezing, chattering. It's like, I finally figured that thing out. So it's like. This is about an eighth inch open on the damper. I can keep it so it's like you have to keep the right amount of ash in the bottom, and you have to keep the damper at the, like, perfect spot. It's like. With literally within a sixteenth of an inch, <laughs> no bullshit. Like yeah. seriously, man. <laughs> I don't. And it. that fucker will just go all night long, That's just nice. kind of purring, not super hot, not cold, like perfect. Yeah. Like all you got to keep is a smolder, you know. Yeah. I just bought uh... just enough to keep the baked potatoes going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> I'm serious. I just. <laughs> I just bought a propane stove, that new way stove from my Arctic oven. So I'm gonna take that to Kodiak this year with a couple big right propane tanks. Right on. And so well, that'll gonna, be nice. Let's know how well it dries stuff out. It's well, vented. We'll bring it. It vents. It's got nice. a, a stovepipe. It'll be fine. My nice. dad bought the same one. We're taking that to Kodiak too. Nice. It'll yeah. it'll the, vent the propane. Fuck yeah, because yeah. Kodiak, you ain't yeah. going to find wood that's no. dry yeah. down there. He's that's, got a wood stove. He's like, should I bring a wood stove? Mm, like, oh, yeah, that's uh, rough. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure down there. There's yeah. miles of wood. Oh, it's yeah. all it's fucking all washed fucking up wet. Soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. can burn shit. Like on a fog knock, we were burning red cedar and shit. All sort of shit from the southeast floats up on Kodiak. 
tons of wood from all over the place. Like you find fucking crazy wood on Red Kodiak. Wood? Yeah, all sort of different Red shit. Redwood even? I've seen like so I we found bunks of wood that have fallen off of fucking barges that have been like waves blown off, banded wood that's like logs. Every log is this big and the Holy thing is like shit. bigger than this whole fucking garage. No shit. Huh? Yeah. That shit that's from who the hell knows where it's yeah. at that washes up on the beach there. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. A lot of the lodge that I worked at is trimmed with um, red cedar, which is, there's no red cedar on Kodiak. It's all washed up from You trimmed it with southeast and wood? shit. Oh, yeah. Almost the whole place. They got a sawmill out there and everything. Yeah. 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 Holy cow. I knew that, yeah. but I didn't realize the variety of wood that you were oh, using. Oh, yeah. Like, well, it's all just beachcomb shit. Fur, fucking like... Huge fucking fir trees, like massive shit that just wash up. And those, I didn't know shit. Those guys taught me everything, you know? It's like you can, like, walk up to these trees laying on the beach and be like, oh, yeah, this could be, yeah. And you just, like, poke at it a little bit with your knife. Some of you can, like, smell what kind of wood it is, that kind of stuff. Uh, no and shit. Shit, yeah, That's man. Cool. Really neat. And some of it burns, like, some of it smells good when it burns, you know? Yeah. You're, like, burning this or burning that or whatever. But, Yeah. A lot of wood, but like you're saying, like it's yeah. all wet. Yeah. Everything's Fucking wet. Soaking wet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Propane is probably for yeah. down there is so not I've a used, bad deal. Yeah, I've used buddy heaters before in an Arctic oven, and it stays dry because the way the Arctic oven works, mm-hmm. but it won't dry your clothes. Clothes out. Yeah. yeah. I've the, heard that those just, heaters, though, those propane do. heaters, dry clothes out with a stack. Yeah. yeah you got to have the. You, <clears> you need to get stack. the. It's bringing fresh air. Yep. And getting rid of that. The that exhaust, moisture. that exhaust Instead of just moisture. heating up the humid air. Yeah. 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 So. No, that wood stove was pretty, pretty skooka, man. It, like every day we'd come back and Frank had his little Christmas lights. Oh trunks, my God. Strung up in the up. vestibule that he'd have turned on. You come walking down the trail and it's all lit up, ready. Smoke pouring out of the chimney still. And we brought one box of wine that Steph won. I think she had two glasses. I think I drank the rest. <laughs> and we brought uh, we brought five beers and we brought uh, two like of the smaller bottles of Buffalo Trace. Um, and then other than that, I mean, we had like oatmeal and blueberry. Like Steph was a blueberry picking machine and so was my uncle. And so we picked like an entire Ziploc full of blueberries. Nice. We had that with our oatmeal in the morning. And then, like, midday, I brought a bunch of smoked salmon and moose summer sausage. I brought smoked pike, too. Nice. Had that. That's what I said for next year. I was like, Dude, have you tried that pickled pike? Waffles. Have you tried pickled pike? I'm sure you have. Tried I haven't tried pickled. Pickle. I have. Yeah. Oh, and you got to have the shit that Riley made, man. It was God. fucking good. Good stuff. I was over his house. He's like, try this pickled pike. I'm like, oh, man, pickled pike. And I tried it. God dang. He ate the whole fucking jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the recipe Carl gave me was that I did... Um, lingcod and halibut with was a pickled pike recipe. I think it would work with any white oh, fish like that. Oh man, it's amazing. phenomenal! Amazing, yeah. I brought my dad's house and we just demolished the whole thing. And like, he didn't even—he was apprehensive at first. Yeah, he's like, "Ah, oh, man, you know, pike is like not." I'm like, "Dude, pike is fantastic. Pike is good. Oh, yeah. Anybody that says pike it's is white not meat. good, it's like yeah. white fucking fish. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Wrong? It's incredible fried. It's incredible grilled. It's incredible yeah. freaking pickled. Yeah. I've never had it smoked. smoked. Well, I'll, you'll leave I'll with try. a complimentary package <laughs> <laughs> tonight. I think people just have this misconception that pike is like this. Well, just because everybody's like, "Oh, it's bony. It's such a pain in the ass." 
Yeah. But you pickle it, and that pickling just takes all the bones away, and you're just left with the white meat. You don't even have to get rid of the bones. The pickling does not take away the bones. It's the pressure cooker, right? The canning takes care of the bones. The way Matt Hertzschroeder does it. That's the fucking way to do it if you want to just, like, not... You won't want to waste any of the meat. You want to flay them like a normal fish. Flay them, chunk them, throw them in a can, and then he, uh, you know, cans them, and all the bones are gone. But when you pickle them, you gotta... You you still have to... There's some waste. Yeah. You have to take you know chunks of meat without the bone because the pickling is basically just sitting in a fucking bucket for yeah. however long and then put them in. A it can. was phenomenal though. But yes, it's damn good. Yeah, it's good. I like pickled herring and all that. So pickled pike. Yeah. I mean, fuck. We got I just plenty of pike. Hate fish. <laughs> you know, <in> although <laughs> I, yeah, I hate eating fish in general. I like pickled fish or like. You know, if somebody's making a pate or some shit like that, smoked salmon, I like. Yeah. I don't like salmon. I don't like, you know, just like people are like, oh, we're going to have salmon. We're going to put it on the grill and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Smokes Do you have any the... backstrap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any tendies yeah. sitting in there? You're right. Yeah, we don't eat near as much fish as, uh, as what other people do. But yeah. that's why when I go to Chitna, I don't need 35. That's why you don't live in Anchorage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I want, you know. I'm a hunter, not a fisher. <laughs> Fifteen salmon's plenty, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, but the smoking, it's good, especially on a Traeger. Yeah, oh, fuck, it's I incredible. Mean, yeah, I took. He showed me. Or he gave me a couple of things to smoke salmon. No, it was, well, I made I, a whole bunch yeah. of it for you. And we brought like five, six packs on the on the sheep hunt that we went with my wife, and like day three, gone. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had Snickers bars in there, fucking RX bars, peanut butter, <laughs> yeah, trail mix. No, but all the fish is gone. The first. fish yeah. gone, skin and everything. Yeah. Yeah, smoked yeah. salmon's great to bring in your pack, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's way more of a energy boost than yeah, anything absolutely. else that you, yeah. honestly, you can bring. Well, it gives you, like... Carrie made us a bunch of yeah. smoked salmon that we took with us this year, sheep hunting, and it is. It really is, like, everything, an amazing one. fucking energy booster. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great stuff. We ate a lot of that. Yeah, really good. It was, uh, I found that for... <laughs> What Here we about go. Ten days. <laughs> Seemed like a case of beer was about right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to direct You're this like, back to. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I, I saw it coming. I did. Yeah. 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 You, you look at face. me and you're like, oh, no. here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but ten days what? a case of beer. I mean, what I were mean, you even drinking? Not. Not really. <laughs> no. But like what well, Frank's talking about losing weight, like. We were walk, you know, it didn't That's seem like, why. but we were walking four miles a day, <laughs> you know. And then, so I that, promise you, we didn't walk, we didn't walk a mile a day. We get back, uh, and it was usually like two beers. If we were, if it was gonna get off the hook, we'd do three, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. It was funny, you Tyler look at me and be like. Should we have three beers tonight? <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, shit. Okay. Don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did you bring Sierra Nevada? Yeah, he did. I did. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we had some, some craft P- beers Some PBRs there. and some Sierras. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It wouldn't have hurt to throw in a few more, the way it sounds. Mm, you could I don't, I mean, when I'm hunting them, I honestly don't even, Well, I mean, I don't know. Even moose hunting, even in that situation, it's like we're getting up at five. You don't get back and you get done eating until ten thirty yeah. or whatever. You know, by the oh. time you're back, you and walk. You're back a little wore and out and empty. Like it, I mean, it's it was enough for for me. I, to like yeah, it's like it. a, a proper level of yeah. It was it was nice to have beers to be able to have a beer with dinner kind of Fantastic. thing. You know? Yeah, it's great. <clears throat> 
No, it worked out pretty good. Yeah. You guys are waking up at five, huh? Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. I guess when we started. Because, you know, you wake up at five and you take your Pop-Tarts <laughs> and you set them on the wood stove <laughs> to <laughs> warm them up while so you make coffee. <laughs> we're laying there one morning and I was like, I'm bringing fucking Eggos next year. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys notice uh, how much the time changed? Yes. Oh, yeah, we big did. time, big when time. We, I think when we, when we first got there, we were waking up at 5.15. And waking up means, you know, basically just getting dressed and walking right out, and we start calling, and it's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. And by the time we left, I think we were waking up, like, closer to 6. We we kept, kept it at the exact same time. We get up at 5 every morning, but we... Extended our coffee in the morning. Extended your time just yeah. hanging out yeah. in the tent. Yeah. Yep. By the time sense. the toast to- toasted in the toaster. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the yeah. time I was By like, the time the yeah. toast got is done. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can shut the generator off now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the Christmas lights off. No, they stay on. <laughs> they stay on. It's all only day. three double A batteries. <laughs> I mean, and then what it took us. Leave uh, them on. <laughs> yeah, stand up, turn the light on. What did it take? A, it And it would take us like. 20 minutes to walk, 30 minutes maybe to get like to where we can to start, where we to were where calling. calling. And yeah. Although it's going to be even better now because we relocate a little bit. That's actually a little bit closer to camping. We're, st- we're, yeah. s- we're stepping our game up a little bit. Yeah. You need to find a camping spot where you can just call from there, right? No, nah, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to call right from where we, right? Yeah. A little bit further away? Yeah. No, well, we kind of got closer to where we're camping, but we could obviously move where we were camped further away from where we're going to... You didn't because want the bulls moved. coming into the camp? Is that no, what you're saying? I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. And I don't want... Well, the lay, well, the, what the I don't lay want of the land, to, we can't see anything from yeah. where it's the just, camp is. And well, I don't want sense, moose then. coming in when I, in the middle of the night when I yeah. can't do anything about it. You know, right. I'd rather prefer them to be like coming in... A little Further ways away, away. Yeah. where they might hang up there all night. weren't you, yeah. around weren't you talking about? You, you woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and you heard. Yeah. Like oh yeah, bulls you can hear them just raking, just outside. ripping shit up. Like it <laughs> literally. I don't sleep with the shit anyway, yeah. but it literally woke me up and I was like, "What's that?" Tyler, wake and up! I was like, "Oh my He's god, like, Tyler, Tyler, it's a bear! It's a bear! It's what? A no, I was like, <laughs> what do you want? "Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking kill that thing in the morning!" <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> It sounds enormous. They all awesome. sound enormous, yeah, you know, when you like hear them. Yeah. But you could definitely tell though the difference oh, yeah. between like, like a smaller bull, like, like, like a five gallon bucket on the tree. <laughs> ripping, <laughs> he, it sounds so much sounds different like when you're like bucket. he was he was ripping off. fucking trees. Oh, I couldn't fall back asleep. Yeah. I was like, that's it. Three o'clock in the morning, I'm up. I'm like, okay, what's tomorrow gonna bring? <laughs> I was literally like little kid Christmas. That's awesome. I'm up. I'm ready. Let's do it. You're just <clears> laying in your sack, just doing like little moose crunch. I was like, maybe he's asleep. <laughs> don't now. go away. Burp, burp, they're coming. Oh, oh, I don't know why they came so close. <laughs> Dad was like, I fucking heard you grunting in the middle of the night. He's <laughs> like, I was having this dream, <laughs> and I could have sworn I heard. Some- <laughs> well, it was like, like you know, you're having really a dream, close. and you hear you're like, like someone called you, and they're like, Tyler, Tyler. Tyler, and you won't wake Finally, up. Finally, it's like, like he wasn't fucking waking up, and I was just like, "God damn it, man! What the fuck? Get up! <laughs> <laughs> We're surrounded." <laughs> I just thought it was so freaking cool. I oh, was just it was. like, "Oh my god!" We literally called that thing in hours, ago, like at nine thirty or whatever. Nine, 
eight did he come to the where, night before? Was he grunting where you were calling? Right, oh, to, he yeah. came yeah. right to where we were calling from and was just like tearing shit. You hear up. stories about people like, yeah, I was you know calling the night before, and the next morning he woke up and he was literally in this spot that I was calling. Yeah, like standing like, exactly yeah. where you which were standing. Which is weird because I think they could probably smell whatever remnants is if, I, if you're I, sitting honestly, in a tree stand or whatever. I, I just I don't, don't think they give a fuck. I think, I think some bulls. Will smell you or see you and take off and be like, fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah. And some bulls, like the bull that I shot, literally came in. There was four different moose coming in from four different directions. And that one came from straight downwind of us. Like as straight downwind as it could come. Yeah, and we had no idea he was there till it was like. Right Bleh. fucking to us. And the first time we heard him, he was 70 yards away. Yeah, And I was just like, holy shit. Frank's like he's and I, we like obviously went over this yeah. once, but he's like he's close. And it's like, well, like, do you see him? Is he? D- does he just kind of sit like a hundred yards away? <laughs> show like, me, Give me with, the show me, show me with your fingers how big he looks from where yeah. you are. Right? I was like, <laughs> give me the fucking gun. <laughs> uh, show me on the doll where he touched you. Right, <laughs> right here. I swear. <laughs> Do we have a lawsuit? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not messing around. So we are the. Fun. We already bought a bought a tripod stand and yeah, yeah. That's we're going idea. up above all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna step it out about three hundred more yards next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's how, cool. How how high was your tree stand? Like mm, eight feet, eight feet so to the bottom as far of the, as, as high as you in can the hammer. lowest spot, right? In, as, 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 as far as, as we hammer. could, no, as far as we could get up until the tree was like, <laughs> looks like yeah. it might break off. So, so like, there's Frank, no get on my fucking shoulders. trees. Put, put a, put, if I stood on his shoulders, it would have probably been close to the bottom of the where the tree stand was. Literally, like, well, he's up in his tree stand. I just handed him the rifle from the ground. So, I mean, it was just like yeah. anything we could do to get a little bit elevation. Yeah. Yeah. So for the tripod stand, or Frank, you're going to sit on his lap? Or what <laughs> no, he's going to sit on my lap. <laughs> we actually bought one that's a two-seater. Shut the fuck with a, up. With a ring all the way around. Yeah. It's like a shooting rest yeah. all the way around. 360. <laughs> We ain't fucking around. No, man. it's one seater, but it does have the shooting rest all the way around. No shit. Yeah. No, cool. it's like what? It'll get us higher than all the bullshit. Where it's got to get. It's probably got to be fifteen. It's feet. fifteen it's feet to the rail. To the it's, yeah. yeah, sixteen something to the rail. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, it'll be great. We already picked out a spot to put mm-hmm. it. I was like, does it have a swivel seat? Because they could come from anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bring some uh, WD-40 with you in oh, case she starts keep, to squeak. Keep her quiet, bud. <laughs> you got to oh, use some freaking awesome. You got to use some moose sperm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want them to smell that WD-40, boys. <laughs> that sounds really cool. I might have to invite myself out there. <laughs> nah, funny. we don't have the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it should be freaking... Yeah, it's a neat. Pretty, it's definitely a neat spot. It's. F- are you guys gonna stick to fun. that spot? And you guys have like a legitimate moose spot now? No, nah, we're gonna leave that spot and go oh, try and cool. find a new spot. I, mean, I was I, even <laughs> gonna tell you where it was <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah. I mean, I had said a couple of years ago, I'm like, you're nuts for not doing something out there. Yeah, like, well, no, and you're probably thinking about it years before I even mentioned that. But I'm like, we're fucking perfect. Like, just figure it out and. And you did it last year, kind of, right? Yeah, or two but. years ago. And then last year, we, I mean, two years ago, learned a little bit about it and then 
because it's just it's not an easy spot to no, hunt. It's so not it an ideal. It's not an ideal spot to hunt. Right. It, Any know, spot that sucks ass to get to is, is a, a perfect good, spot to hunt. Yeah. I'm with you yeah. on that. Hundred percent. I mean, that's what it's all about. I was I'm with if you it's on that. fucking pain in the ass. Most people ain't going. There. I was that's telling right. Nick this. So my wife and I went moose hunting a couple years ago. My dad. <laughs> this is why my dad has fucking Argo. So fucking funny. So he's like, and he. Uh, he knows this spot where there's a bunch of fucking moose out there, and there's legitimate moose, like 60-plus moose everywhere on this spot. So he's like, you take this ridge, the original end, you drop down the you drop down in the valley, and there's this trail that kind of goes back into this, this valley, and you can sit in, the, sit in the tree line and hunt moose from there, and there's moose everywhere down there. So I'm like, all right, perfect. Take the ridge down, drop down, find the trail, and... The trail is fucking covered with water, just swamps. I'm like, okay, take the Argo back there, find the main trail. And whoever made this trail had hacked at it with a machete. And all the trees, the little spruce trees, were just straight fucking needles, man. (laughs) And the Argo Argo starts pulling left. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I hype out. Two flat tires in the Argo. Mm -hmm. I'm like, son of a bitch. And we get to the spot where they had made their moose. These guys had cut the trail, made a moose camp. And we're talking like concrete pilings. Like uh, they had plywood floors, like a, a wall tent. They had a skinning station, like a like a, a shitter station, like a couple hundred yards. And, like a legitimate moose camp. Yeah, like and I wall. told my wife, I'm like, there's no fucking way we're getting out of this place. And we're busting through spruce trees and like alders and all this shit. We're like, there's no fucking way we're getting out of here with a moose. I have two pop tires. The trailers come unhitched. I lost the pin for the trailer. It's like I got a bolt on there with a fucking zip tie. The trailer's like barely hanging on for life. So like I told her, I was like, we just got to get out of here and go figure something else out. So we turn around, go back, make it up to the top after getting stuck like six or seven times. And I'm like, man, it's like someone's up. You know, we knew there were people up there. I'm like, man, they're like, we must be close to somebody because I can smell like a campfire burning. And I'm like, and then smoke just starts Billowing oh, out, oh, billowing shit. out of the fucking Argo. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I slam on the brakes, hop out, open the fucking cowling. One light's <laughs> popped out. There's like a pound and a half of fucking broken needles and spruce trees oh. in the bottom. <laughs> there were fucking cuts. I'm like, give me the water. My wife's like throwing shit around in the back of the Argo. When he, when he told <laughs> throwing me this, rifles out of the side. When he told me this story, I was like, so at what point did you not feel like Jim Shockey anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Two pop tires. <laughs> Two pop tires. I'm pouring water down the fuck like the hole. So if you've never seen Argo, it's like just two lights in the front, and they one light popped out. It was hanging in the bottom. The wires just were melting. Everything pouring in that Dude, hole. Smoke just billowing oh, out, man. and I'm dumping water down the Argo. I'm like son of a bitch. And to top it off, we had we drove down the trail another mile after putting the Argo fire out, and there was a nice. 58, you know, 60-inch bull moose standing right in the middle of the trail at 11.30 at night before the opener. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Yeah, it was just one of those stories. So, yeah. I mean, moose camps are never easy. I. You know, I think it's like good, good ones the aren't sh- right. The no, shit. you either got to do what I do and take nothing, or you got to do what Tyler's doing and take everything. But it's a lot of freaking yeah, work to yeah. do it, or you got to do what you do and blow up an Argo and all That's that right. stuff to get to a good spot. Whoever was hunting there, I'm sure they worked really hard oh, to do that. I knew, I know they did. So, yeah, it's, I think yeah. it's one of those wintertime things where they just drove down in the wintertime and set everything up. But and then and then yeah, you got so sab- much snow that they sabotaged get- it like 
Indiana Jones, like, <laughs> you couldn't get in there. They had fucking booby traps trying to get into their moose camp. Yeah. yeah like, ah, oh, Billy, remember to pull them two-by-fours <laughs> with nails through them. Yeah. There was a, a like, a couple of years ago, a, a trail that we had used down south, the bear hunt. Um they put rebar in the trail, oh, and my buddy ruined. No shit. Yeah, my buddy ruined side by side tires. I mean, just popped them all. Do they do they shave it off in a way that was gonna legitimately pop tires? They pounded the rebar in the trail so that if, even if you took a truck up there, it would pop the tire. Yeah. Fucking a. Yeah, that's shitty. Whoever's doing stuff like that, they're fucked. I mean, that's oh not, yeah. But it wasn't a like. It's not a secret spot, but it's one of those places yeah. where like a couple people know about it, whatever, and whoever whoever did that the was one, doing yeah. it maliciously for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah ruined the side by side totally ruined it. Jesus, oh. man. That's tough going. Because you gotta in order to get up there in the spring you kinda gotta be going fast. Well if yeah. you hit a piece of rebar fast, you know, oh, toast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's horse shit, but whatever. Yeah. Nothing easy is uh no. usually good anyhow. So No, well that's what I mean. You know, everyone, like, people that get on the podcast, especially for the first time that, I mean, most people moved up here. Yeah. Like, all of us, and, or you were born here. Yeah, I was born here, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You should have moved here. (laughs) Why weren't you born? He moved away and moved back. He did move. Why why weren't you born somewhere else? Okay, that's fine. He did move, (laughs) he did move away and move back, but uh, it's just like, you know, you get, you know, it's so big and all this, mm-hmm. but like truly, like anywhere that's easy to get to, done. Don't even worry about that's, it. That's yeah. not. It's going to be disappointing. Yeah. Usually, usually. I mean, any, anyone that hasn't hunted Alaska, fly into any major city during moose season and drive two or three hours away from any major city you're in, and tell me how many trucks you count on the side of the fucking road. Oh, dude, they're just everywhere. Peppered. Yeah, I remember the first time, not the first time that I moved season in the fall when I moved up here, but maybe a couple years after I moved up here, driving out Chena Hot Springs Road. Oh, man. <laughs> One night, like, right before moose season, we are like, oh, let's go out. out there and see if there's any moose out there. <laughs> Holy fuck, I was like, oh, I'm nervous. This is scary right now. But it's, it's evening, still that way. And yeah. there's like... I don't even want to go anywhere near any of that kind of shit, you I bet know? It's still that way. I would assume. Oh, guaranteed it's worse than I'm talking about 15 years ago. I bet it's worse now than what it was then, you oh, know? Absolutely. It's just fucking scary. Driving by the boat launches like on the Tanana, whether it be in Delta or Ninana, like around September oh, 1st, 600 or whatever. truck and trailers. It's hard to believe that that many people have mm-hmm. a spot to go to like, and they're not on yeah. top of each other. Now I know why those fucking parking lots are they're so, so big. big. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it could be the size of a Walmart parking lot, or really, bigger. because yeah. the way they the way they're parked. I mean, they're fucking everywhere. Sometimes around the road, like the, that. Was, yeah. Or at the or at the Yukon. I haven't I haven't been up there during moose season to see how the do you Yukon find a spot? parking lot. I wouldn't know how or, you find. Our, a spot. our guys parked like in front of the store, like that whole lot in front of the store. Yeah. Like you're when, walking a you're, mile back to the yeah. boat launch. To, yeah. Where did you even park your boat on the side of the river? To yeah. like. To go yeah. park your truck, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we were up there around that time picking mushrooms, and we uh, drove by. Yeah, and, you were. And uh, there was <laughs> that uh, the entire the entire launch was was <laughs> they like, weren't morels. <laughs> <laughs> the entire uh, normal spot where we where we parked in the past or whatever to fish and shit or whatever that was all full, and in front of the the restaurant was full. Jesus, and when right. you, full like. Do, Peppered. 
Yeah. Did yeah. you guys go up for the forty mile hunt? This oh, I, I don't. I mean, we did, but way it was, it was late. Like, it was like ten days after it opened or so. Was there a lot of cars up there? Oh, there were still we a lot of people, up but there. nothing like nothing. No. Like there nothing was no. Like it no. Was My buddy sent me a picture. I'm like, I just. Miles of cars. Yeah. We saw something was eighteen hundred cars. Yeah, eighteen hundred trucks. Mm-hmm. Well, I know some people that went up there that said that he had to stop and ask people to like move their shit because his truck and trailer wouldn't fit down well, people the fucking were road. People were literally camping on up. the highway. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's no place to like, what are you supposed to do? Go once back. You get up? Go home. That's what you're supposed to do. Go back to Anchorage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to say I want to I want to say one disclaimer. Thing. You should be able to hunt anywhere in the state. You <laughs> yeah. know, we're all we're just yeah. joking. Yeah. Yeah. So my the one not thing really. I want to say was <laughs> I'm not. So I, I thought for a very brief moment that Fish and Game made a great decision by going ahead and opening it up on a on a day where it's it's open. And yeah, it stayed open for quite a while. But then they were <laughs> opened it up, double down. Everybody, like, holy shit! Yeah. They're going to go ahead and add another one. Yeah, yeah. and so now, like, it, it was like, like it, they had it. They had it about right. And then once they opened it up to two, I was like, Oh, here we go, man! You mm-hmm. just took a step back because yeah, yeah. opening up big the, step back. Well, think about it. I I know meat processors here in town that people were calling beforehand. They had like ten mm-hmm. people in their crew, and they're like, "We're going to bring home twenty caribou. Do you have room?" And yeah. he, and my buddy's like, "Well, no, not until you bring them here. Like, I I don't know what I'm going to have well, until yet, you come." Like I remember hearing but, the word meat. Like several meat processors were like, "We're only taking this and this and this." You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But oh, we're going to process is tenderloins and backstraps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what I'm getting at is like you know. <clears throat> year or two ago we were talking about how like the perfect way to start the 40 mile hunt would just be have an opening day and go from there and this year they did that and i was like okay this might be great but then they opened it up to two they and always do something like they always do something yeah. like some there's always some like instigating factor that makes everyone freak out yeah. and go to try to make a something fall arctic man up there <laughs> yeah. you know it's just do you think that uh the number of people up there would be alleviated by if they got rid of the hotline. They no. said, "Hey, get rid of the hotline." You need the hotline because no. you need to know if the season's open. Yeah. Well, and no, I no, don't. No. I don't either. Let, like, no. No. Like, like, let's say they fish and game come out as a hotline saying, "Okay, the hotline will let you know when the season's open," but they're not going to let you. You call up the hotline. You know, they're in unit this, and they're they're right on the road no, because I, that's when everyone goes up, right? I understand. So what you're get rid of the hotline. I honestly says. don't think so. I don't think that that I, dictates why people go up there. I think that people are just like predestined, like programmed. What I, said, I think I think yeah. more I think more of it is like the it's all the last minute nature. Like even now, what if people the listened? Whole, the hunt opened opens up. If uh, people listened, in a they week, would know they that announced all those caribou had is. moved into zone yeah. two. Right, yeah. right. But, soon after they many, opened but it, how many people are just saying? I mean, I think the majority. Oh, I don't want to say the majority, but I think a lot of people go up there saying, "Okay, I want there to be caribou as close to the road as possible, and I'm not going to go up there wanting to drive thirty, forty, fifty miles." So to, to try to find caribou. Yeah, so there's there's a couple of problems. The, the forty mile herd, um, you know, Alaska fishing game. They're they're trying to take a, a specific amount of caribou out of that herd. Granted. So if you're not telling the people how to go kill them and when to go kill them, they're going to lose you know a lot of harvest. Mm-hmm. But then it also degrades the quality of the 
hunt by doing that because there's too many people up there. And so what I had said a couple of years ago is like, why not just like treat it like any other unit? Caribou season opens on this day. You have to report within 24 hours. And when you do, you know, they keep tally a quota. And then when you hit, hit your quota, then you put it at EO out and it's fucking close. But what they're doing up there is like, we want so many killed and not want, we need. And so they're and trying to kill them. And, and the only way to do that is be like, hey, they're, they're on the road and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, whatever. So the, it's a double-edged sword, and fishing game's in kind of a position where... They're in a pickle they're in right a pickle. now okay. with this herd of caribou. Yeah. Good. Because yeah. they're they're going to die Yeah, if they don't get shot, yeah. and they're going to waste because there's too many animals. They've overgrazed 40-mile mm-hmm. country, and I mean, factual information. Yeah, I'm I mean, with you. they're in a situation now where it's like... I mean, what we hear we, that they... We need people to kill these animals. The shit on the website right now is ninety nine fucking whatever. They didn't even put a number. Yeah. It's just like nine 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 nine. This is how many caribou we need harvested. It's like yeah. where your calculator well, can't so put what any ha- more numbers on it. It's like <laughs> fucking nine nine yeah. e to the fucking tenth or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, but and it's not gonna. They're gonna change that number because they haven't stated how many. Whether it's gonna be open to non-residents and how many we want harvested, but I know for a fact uh, i listen to this talk radio local talk show shit and they have a biologist on there and he's saying that they're gonna it's gonna be close he's like i can't say 100 percent, but it's gonna be close to the same 5,000 in zone one and another 4,000 or whatever between the other three zones um for this winter hunt Uh because these animals are gonna implode on themselves they're gonna die they're gonna starve to death yeah and Might as well they'd take prefer them we to have people eat them than wolves yeah. eat them yep. and bears eat take them in them the spring. Yep. Yes, which I agree with that. But I also um, have trouble with if this is like a what they say as a, you know, and I don't want to piss anybody off, but it's like not. supposedly a very monitored herd of animals. Mm-hmm. And it's like set up for people to come and hunt yeah but they all of a sudden they're like holy shit we fucked this up there's so many more animals well, well, than they, they we thought there was they, you know they, and it's like i don't think they fucked no up. no well no just, exactly weather yeah. can, can dictate whether got, or not it's a problem or whatever the they case just got, may be they just got to a place where uh there's a surplus that need to be harvested and why not take them and put them in somebody's freezer as opposed to letting, you know, like you said, winter take them or animals take them mm-hmm. or whatever it might be because there's still going to be plenty for the wolves. And but the, it and went from them shutting it down two couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah. Of, of like a couple thousand animals to all of a sudden being like, holy shit, well, there's so, a lot. There's so, There wasn't yeah. like a, oh my God, all of a sudden they're going to die. It was definitely yeah. like, and, and I can't say that that happened because of anything, but you get, I guarantee it's because of when we're going to fly to monitor and figure out how many animals there are, we had bad weather or whatever the yeah. situation may be for the biologist to monitor that herd, I think, dictated how many were harvested, obviously, but yep. something went awry in there at a no. certain point in time. So not not a direct counter to what you're saying but a, a just a just a comment if you're going to allow x amount of thousand harvested in august september whenever mm-hmm. that, it's open and then you're going to open up a winter hunt as well mm-hmm. for just as many 
why not just say season Do it open. in the fall. No, why not just have a season opens on this day, and we know that we're probably going to have a winter hunt. Do you really think you're going to over harvest if if you have 24 hour reporting? If if you want to take 10,000 caribou or whatever it is out of there, it seems like that's about the number total this year. Yeah. Yeah. So why not just start it early and just leave it open and let people go hunt and maybe the quality of the hunt will be more fantastic it's because yeah. everybody I talk to that goes up there is like not oh, a, mad a lot of people are complaining. Here's about, a good question: Does so, this herd go to Canada? Go into Canada. The forty mile herd does exactly. Yeah, which, so, and they're not hunting there. But they don't have any. In the not- past, have they hunted what? this herd in Canada? I think the uh, what, and I could be wrong, but I'm I'm fairly certain that this herd typically does go into Canada. Mm-hmm. And there's that's what I thought. And there's well. non-residents that that go up there and they they do hunt barren ground caribou in Canada. Canada. And this year, non-residents basically cannot hunt Canada, so they're, but they're missing in, out on some. But, but in general, is part of this herd federally mandated due to the fact that they cross from Alaska into Canada? Do we have to well, allow, a, like, for well, the a, harvest in Canada? I don't know about I, what you the know, Like mile. salmon in the Yukon River. Yeah. We can only harvest so many because we have to lay escapement into Canada. Because they, pro- they project their... Canadians are going to kill a certain amount exactly. of Exactly, and that's what yeah. I'm wondering if, like, that 40-mile herd, because I know that it does, that it crosses the border. It sure does. And I'm sure that there has to be some part of the harvest that is allotted to Alaska, or the United States for that matter, is dictated by how many are harvested in Canada. And like you're saying, I understand what you're saying that like yeah. this year nobody's hunting in Canada because of the whole like yeah. nobody's allowed to go into Canada or whatever. Uh, I think I think but, it's I think it's air quotes <clears throat> due to COVID and you can use that for okay. anything you want. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> but but yeah. There's so much this that this that the 40 mile caribou herd is definitely like one of the weirdest like Yeah. It's the most fucked up hunt that this state has got but, going. It has to be. Right. Yeah. So, but w- w- if you're going to take X number of thousand in the fall and then mm-hmm. you're going to take the same amount in the winter. I understand. And I understand where you, what you're coming from, Nick, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not just leave it open? Yeah. Yeah. I understand some, sometimes some areas are going to be easier to shoot them and you might shoot, you might shoot more than what you wanted at that time. But that might make up for what you won't shoot in late in winter, winter in the winter hunt because yeah. less people are going to go and mm-hmm. whatever. Do you think that the rut has anything to do with when they keep it open and closed? That might have something Probably to do with it. To say, hey, like, listen, that you know they rut between they usually rut between these days and these days when and it's closed, and that yeah. could freaking be yeah. an, yeah. an answer. I think that's it's honestly part of it. It's honestly something where like. It'd be really cool to have a podcast with Tony. It yeah. would be. Yeah. And I know that because I've said like, that before, like, too, we, on like, here. This we talk like, on here like shit. we think we know what we're talking about. We but don't know we're, shit. <laughs> I, think, I think we Fishing do. Games we, like those but I, I think whatever. We're, I think we're smarter than the yeah. average bear, and we have a, a but, grasp on it. But there is, there's other we're things. We're not biologists, no, though. Yeah. But there's other things <laughs> in play, for sure. Yeah. And I'm speaking purely from the, the point of view that like quality hunt to me is important. It's almost mm-hmm. more important than getting something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if you can go out there and not be surrounded by thousands of people, like I would I would have more fun going in that environment and not getting one than like going a Mad in, Max. Yeah. Than going in a Mad Max and, and shooting the biggest bull of my life. I would mm-hmm. actually have I would be happier the yeah. other way. Um, but that's 
not the way the herds manage and it's not the way they do the hunt and you I, know. To to turn this into sheep hunting, which this podcast always is, like, we don't seems to turn hunt. into sheep hunting. But <laughs> we don't. So many people do that hunt? I talk to are talk about, um, oh well, there's this group of guys, and we ran into those guys, or we ran into this guide that had clients or whatever, and it's like I seriously like the fact that all the sheep hunting I've done, I've seen. Like six people or eight people or something like that in the course of seven years of yeah. sheep hunting. Not a ton. Not a ton. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> fi- like, in like five years, I have... Fucking no one. In five years <clears throat> of sheep hunting, I have talked to one other person on the mountain. Mm-hmm. I have seen three. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like I've seen that. more sheep hunters in one area this year than I have in my entire life of, I would say, just hunting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... That's also special case. Yeah, it too. is. It is very special mm-hmm. case because it's a draw area, but still. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to go out there and not see nobody. And just oh, yeah. 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 It's fantastic. It is. No doubt about and it. and it sounds like the folks that you guys have run into before, like they're actually pretty yeah. cool. Like it well, worked well, out really well. Yeah, for sure. Do yeah, you guys? Exactly. Do you guys? Uh, I'll ask you a this. lot of people you see. No, binoculars. don't bother asking. Yeah. No. <laughs> like yeah. You, they don't ever get to where you're at. <laughs> but I've never, you know. <laughs> When you guys Very when you guys run across a, a group Which of people, cool. does that deter you? Like, how do you guys grill, deal with a group of people? Do you just guys say fuck it? We're just, we just doing most of the time. They're so far away. Like, yeah, we've already come so far beyond where they're at. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like they're behind you or, or in front of you. Behind. Like they're behind. Well, it's you. like we've yeah. never really yeah, run never, into anyone that's. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I mean, it's just like if you end up actually talking to them, it's just like, well, this is our plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I was by myself a few years ago, I ran into a couple of guys that I, it really surprised me. Like yeah. where I was, I was very surprised that I saw people. Yeah. And I was cruising along and I had some beer. Head and um, back straps, tenderloins, and like one shoulder or something. I was like bringing my last load out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I, like, made it so far, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore, and I still have miles to go, so yeah. I left a bunch of shit. Went back the next morning, and I got, you know, I don't even know, a couple miles away from where I dropped the stuff off, and I had a couple miles more to go, and I stopped, and I was drinking water, and I was like, fucking, I hear people talking. Yeah. I was like, nah. And I sat there for a minute, and I was like, sure as shit. It's amazing how far you can hear yeah. stuff in the mountains. Oh, like oh, absolutely. How far away you can hear people. And yeah. also, so I break out my binoculars and I start looking. And I was like, holy shit. It's like a mile and a half away. I was like, there's a couple of guys. And they're just like walking right where I got to go, you know? They were just walking and talking. You already got your ham, though, right? I did. Yeah. I had it in my backpack. Yeah. So I just started walking towards them. They didn't even know that I was there yeah. until. I was 200 yards away from him. I was like, yes, I know why you guys don't have <laughs> sheep in your backpack. <laughs> but yeah. at any rate, you know, it's the first time that actually, well, second time that I've actually talked with somebody while I was sheep hunting, yeah. like stop and bullshit yeah. with somebody. And yeah, sure enough, they didn't get anything. Yeah. The only I was time- like, there's fucking legal ram right there. Why don't you guys go shoot that one? 
are you sure? I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I looked at it for two no, days. I'm tricking you. Couple of last, <laughs> yeah. last couple of days before I shot this one, I yeah. looked at that one. and The only time I ran into anybody was also with the sheep on my back, and he like wanted to like, take meat from me and like carry it. I'm like, no, no, no. Help no, you? No. Yeah, I'm like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, that's but, a sign of an unseasoned sheep. <laughs> well, whatever. I literally sent these two guys. I was like, they're sheep right there. I guarantee 100%. That sheep is legal. Those ones aren't. You know what? I, w- I would probably do the same thing if, if I was if I was yeah. in the middle of nowhere and somebody else was there as yeah. well and they weren't having any luck. I, w- I would I mm-hmm. and I would offer up that information. They're like, no, we don't but like, like those. We want to go over here and do something over here. <laughs> but what's I don't really funny you. is like they didn't if, want anything to yeah. do with it. If no you're in, shit. If you're in Fairbanks and you run into somebody at Walmart, like, oh hey Frank, what's going on? Like. You would, uh, I think yeah. you should go here next year for sheep hunting. Mm-hmm. You would never yeah. do that. But if you I find hunt the Kenai Peninsula normally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's and, epic. Yeah. It's an easy hike, yeah. and we always get them. Yeah. Well, it, it also depends on the demeanor, too, because it's like when good someone, point. like, when you're trying to blaze by yeah. and someone, like, comes, like, running, waving their arms, like, flag you down, and then it's like, I ain't about that life. Then it's like, yeah. well, it's what's funny about these guys only about a quarter mile from the, yeah. that spot. What's funny about the guys that I ran into was I had everything. I left the rifle because I was just like, whatever, fuck it. I'm, yeah. I'll fend off a bear with my pocket knife, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. And I had everything in my backpack instead of like trying to strap. Cause I had less meat, but I was taking the head out. So I stuffed everything inside the backpack. So I didn't have a rifle. And there was no visual sign of sheep at all on me. Hmm. And when I walked up to these guys, they were like, What, what are the you doing? What the fuck are here? you doing out here? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, sheep hunting? Party- what are you doing? Partying. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just came out to have a couple of beers with myself. <laughs> it's been awesome. They're like, What are you doing? And I was like, Uh, sheep hunting? What are you doing? And they're like, Where's your gun? And I was like, Back in my tent. They're like, Uh, why don't you have your gun? And I was like, because I got a sheep in my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, are you shitting me? And I was like, no. Not a, no. Yeah. And they're like, really? I was like, yeah. I just like to lie. I was like, there's sheep right there. And that's when I went into the whole thing. I was like, they're like, we haven't seen shit. We've been out here two days and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, there's a legal ram right there if you want to go shoot it. And I was like, fuck, you guys walked all the way out. It is a long goddamn ways, yeah. you know? No, th- there's <clears throat> instances where you meet people in the middle of nowhere where you'll gladly give them information. There's others where it's yeah. like, nope, sorry. Not telling you nothing. But when <laughs> I, I when saw this guy light. like a month and a half ago, pulled up next to me at the Steese and Johansson stoplight and i was like rolled my window down i was like what's up man he's like i know you (laughs) literally at a stoplight how'd you know it was him because i freaking got his name and i bullshitted with him when we were out in the mountains because you have a mind like a steel trap exactly what's the capital of djibouti djibouti junior (laughs) (laughs) but yeah exactly i mean there's, you see people. You, yeah. It's funny. You see people in the mountains, and you remember them. You yeah. get their name. You know them. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. kind of thing. That's like uh, it's different from the where'd you kill that? What's well, like it, it? It totally is. Last last weekend hunting uh, with Connor, whatever, we ran into two guys up there that clearly it, and spent a whole much time up there, and you could tell just they just weren't quite ready. And 
kind of gave him like a little couple yeah. of hints, you know, well, like what to do. And then, so they like, I'm going this way. I mean, free to come with if you want. We'll, no, we didn't we'll say that, out. but they just happened to come with. Well, no, we, we, <laughs> they were on our tail the whole time. I was kind of, yeah. I, I think I was kind of <laughs> open about it where they, they you know. Yeah. Like, well, they've well, been. Because, well, Go ahead. Connor's so, pissed. No. <laughs> I was pissed. So, so we we were hunting a different group of caribou for a little bit, and we knew that these other ones were in this spot, and we pulled up, and there's like a truck just parked on the side of the road watching them. And, you know, it's getting kind of, what, late in the day or yeah, whatever? Like two or three, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, so what are you guys going to do? Like, because we're going to go down there. They're like, uh, <laughs> we're going to do something. They're like, I don't know. What are you going to do? We're gonna go shoot those. Car- we're gonna go try to shoot those caribou. Like, okay, and like, but they, but but they've been sitting yeah. in the truck for hours, just kind of watching. I'm like, I don't know what you're watching for. Like, you you should probably yeah, make do, a move. Just do something. You know, get down in there and and yeah. you know, get in the game instead of sitting up here because you're not gonna shoot them from up here. And I didn't want to like seem like that was trying to take something from them because yeah. like on if if you're hunting like in August or whatever. The, the caribou are kind of moving and stuff like that. And if you pull up on a vehicle, yeah, the caribou are moving. Probably don't mess up that stock unless there's, like, thousands. And, yes, you are fully able to go in there. But there's just, like, yeah. 20 or 30, like, just kind of let them do their thing or figure out a different way. But this situation, there was just, like, a thousand caribou out in the middle, you know, a mile and a half off the road. And they're just sitting there watching. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Well, and they didn't really have an answer. I'm like, well, we're going down there. You're mm-hmm. free to follow. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and so we go down there and get kind of close. And we're like, told Connor, I'm like, nah, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. So we went back to the truck. We moved and went a different way. And then they stayed up there. and Like ponds. You're like, well, let's take them down here about well, 200 yards. And we'll fucking head back to the truck. We'll go after the other ones. <laughs> hey, no. you guys stay here. Okay. <laughs> we didn't say any of that. We went down there. And uh, I, I just kind of like to feel it out. And it just didn't work. So we, we left and got in a different spot where we could kind of get on them. But the, next, the next day... When Nick shot his caribou, we were way up high. I mean, like in the snow line, way up high in the mountain. And it's when I'd come back down to drive in front of the caribou. And uh, I ran into one of those guys, and he was like, Were you guys up in the mountain? I'm like, Yeah, we were, we were up there. How'd you guys get up there? We walked up there. <laughs> are you fucking serious? Like, well, that's where the fucking caribou are at. Where else you guys? He's like, Where are you going? I'm like, Well, they're right there. I'm going to go up after them. You're going to walk all the way up? They're like, like yeah, I'm going to walk all the way up. I'm not going to sit on the road. And then, I mean, I get up like 400 yards, and the caribou start running off because Nick shot one. He's like, did your buddy just shoot? I'm like, yeah, I think he did just shoot one. So, I mean, yeah, just it's different when there's people out there, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, well, it's a, I mean, what you're talking about is the same as that 40-mile hunt, except for l- way lesser. Like, yeah. they want them to come yeah. and cross the road where they can be like, well, we'll go sit behind that willow and yeah, shoot mm-hmm. one. You know, I like zap hunt, it with a freaking. I just bow. like I just like hunting more than that. I like mm-hmm. I like being the, away from that where you're making decisions and you're literally your brain is so focused on what you mm-hmm. want to do that you're not thinking about anything like anything in your life. Like mm-hmm. you 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 know you know how it is. Yeah, like, I know. Think I'm about like, like when a when a moose is coming in or when I'm a, like when, damn when it did I put sheep. enough wood in the foot? Yeah, wood stove. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> my triple A's die out. All all, all, all <laughs> the all the stuff that's running through yeah. our brains on a normal day. Like mm-hmm. oh, is my phone going off? Oh, just shit that I that right. I paid my mortgage. Well, and then all that's on auto, but you know gone. Yeah, and then it's it's literally mm-hmm. gone for you know however long that stock is. Does it smell is. me? Is it yes. coming to me or is it going away from me? Does it, or is it does moving it, left? Did or it right? just see me? Yeah, 
No, I I understand. And, that, and your for sure. your brain's just laser focused on that. And it's <clears throat> it's a man. It's such a clean like release like from life. It's it's I love it. And mm-hmm. you know I haven't I haven't disclaimer I haven't shot anything up there yet. I've shot at things. If you want about four hundred dollars worth of Axis five millimeter arrows <laughs> and iron will broadheads. <laughs> They're sitting up north in the tundra. You got to go out there and find them. They're Couldn't up there. Find though. them, huh? Yeah. There's about there's about seven iron wheel broadheads up there, just laying in the tundra. If you want them, but I mean, I haven't shot anything up there. But every time I go up there, I have opportunities, and yeah. my list of things not to do is is bigger than my list of things of to do. But every time I go up there, I learn something That's new. It right yeah. there, and you know, like it's just. Being surrounded in that, like Nick was saying, just being surrounded by, you know, caribou and they're like amongst the herd and you're trying to figure out what to do. It's just, it's unreal. And, you know, I don't, like I said, I haven't shot anything, but every weekend I'm like, fuck man, let's, let's fuck. Like I had one day, I had some shit come up this weekend. I had one day to go up there. I drove up there five o'clock on Saturday, got up there like at 1130 PM. Yeah. P- Nick's yeah. texting me. He's like, "Where are you at? We're fucking drinking beers." I'm like, "I'm in Coldfoot. <laughs> fucking hurry up. We're the truck with the big bowl in the back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, like I wake up the next morning and there's fucking caribou everywhere. We're stalking caribou, and <clears throat> it's just great, man. It's a, it's a great time. But you know, a lot of people don't want to make the drive up there to go experience that because they just want to hunt, walk up the road a couple hundred miles, you know, a couple hundred yards. I think, I think most people would agree. Like when they're on, uh, something that their brain has to be like super focused on, they forget all the other stuff. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. And I don't know, there's not many other things in my life where I can do that. And like, everything's gone. Not, Mm -hmm. not to say I've got a lot of shit to worry about. I have nothing to worry about really. Like not a lot. But yeah. it's nice to not have to think first, about any first of world that. problems yeah. we yeah. have here. No, no, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> no, like, I do, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and, and and I don't know how else my brain to turns do it. off yeah. to like work. Well, One, these people are wondering about this and that, and the becomes, other thing. It's like I'm going hunting. Up, oh, it's all done. Yeah. Flush it down the toilet because yeah. I'm going hunting now. Yeah. So like you know, everybody's got a million things on their brain, but then when you're when you're going hunting, and you're actually on. Like you're doing it, you're yeah. on a mission. You're 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 seeing an animal and you're making a stock. I swear to Christ, one thing matters, mm-hmm. and and or you're thinking about one thing, mm-hmm. and that's that's focusing what's, on that what's, animal. What's crazy to me habit. is that you know, like you go on these hunts and how many guys, how many days you guys been out moose hunting? Ten, ten days, 10 eleven. But the most, like you know, like the most vivid part of your moose hunt was, you know. 10 minutes when you heard the moose until you walked up on the moose. Like yeah, you remember, fuck that. you remember the most vivid part of the moose. Yeah. Was how many times I heard so many moose. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. This but, whole moose season was such a game changer for but me. But you, like, those are the, like, I you still know, hate it. <laughs> yeah. Those parts are so vivid and they <laughs> stick with you. Yeah. And you lay in bed and be like, oh fuck. I remember that one time I was in the tree stand and I saw a fucking moose and I had like a, I had to thread the fucking needle and shoot the, you know, shoot a bull through a bunch of trees, and you know the the conversations are kind of always there, but those little parts, like mm-hmm, I made yeah. the stock and I did this, those are the parts mm-hmm. that stick with you and that keep you up at night and that make you come back fucking next year. Moose raking keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, damn it, it's right there. Or <laughs> wake oh you up God. at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Tyler, well, yeah. you wake Tyler up, at squatting night. down, saying, "I think I'm gonna shoot him now." <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, well, I videoed for a little while. <laughs> he looks like a good one. 
<laughs> if you would have been like, if I you seriously been... was like, had no clue. Like, we'd seen so many fucking moose and so many bulls that I was like, I don't know. I had to, at first I was like, I need to figure out like what's a big bull to yeah. me. You know, I was like, I don't even know. I shot. I've shot only one bull before this year, mm-hmm. and I had three brow tines on one side and two on the other. And I was like, it was like a forty-two or forty-three inch bull or something like right. that. And it was just like I called a couple of times. And they fucking came. A bunch of bulls came in, and I shot one. You know, I mean, it wasn't that easy, no. but it was like yeah. pretty much that easy. It was yeah. quick. One freaking afternoon. Put it in the canoe, floated it out to another boat, put it in the boat, and took it down and. It was that easy. Done. And then I kind of was just like, eh, moose hunting, whatever. I like sheep hunting. So then this year it was kind of like, well, we're going to go out and we're going to shoot two moose or whatever. And Tyler was like, you're going to shoot a nice one. You've never shot a like big bull. Yeah. And then I'll shoot a smaller bull. Or, you know, I was kind of like, if it's not a big bull, eventually, towards the end of the hunt, we'll make sure that your freezer's full because I already have a shitload of meat, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, it was kind of like that first night when we called the bulls in, that bull in, Yeah, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Yesterday or two weeks ago, I would have fucking laid that thing down. I was like, but now I've been like, I want to shoot a big bull. Yeah. So I was like, what is a big bull to me? Yeah. You know? I didn't really know up until that point if there's a moose standing there that I could shoot, you know? I was like, I have no idea what a big bull is to me. So I was like, well, it has to have at least three brow points on each side, bigger than what I've shot in the past. So when that bull came in, I was like, oh, well. At if you would have been at- like, I don't think I'm going to shoot him, I'd have been like, you Dumb. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Pull him out of the tree stand. <laughs> At any rate, he, I, had, he had great fronts. He wasn't oh, yeah. super wide, oh, but his fronts were fantastic. Beautiful. He's yeah. like yeah. picture perfect yeah. moose. And and that full body mount that you're doing for your new shop is going to look awesome. <laughs> that bull standing right in the door blocking it. <laughs> Arr, all roughed up. <laughs> looking angry. Look big dick hanging out. <laughs> 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 no, he, 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 no, he just like he came in, and I was it. All the other bulls, we could hear him coming from like two miles away, yeah. and they're just like raking and grunting and coming and coming and coming to us. But this one just showed up, and he was seventy yards away. Like, so it's so weird how like your brain processes information yeah. in, in the world of hunting. Like something can be coming forever, and you know that it's coming. You're fucking excited. Oh yeah. But if all of a sudden something's thrown right in your lap, you're like. Huh. Calm, What's, cool, and collected. I was like, maybe I'll pull out my phone and film this for a name? little bit. And I was like, I'm literally oh. like this. <laughs> I keep looking down Tyler. I was like, he's doing his job. <laughs> no, I'm a nice decoy, dude. Oh, I wish I could have been like, you're yeah. doing a good job, bud. Keep like, it up. Fucking yoga pose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he was, too, fucking like squatted down like this. So he's like, I don't want him to see my face. <laughs> but I pulled out my phone, and I was like, oh, I should film a little bit and like get a little video here with the phone because he's so close. And I didn't even think, like, shoot it. that's a shooter bull. <laughs> or it's like, not, or for whatever. For some yeah. reason, like, yeah. it never processed in my brain that, like, I'm going to shoot that moose. Even after I had asked him for the rifle, I was like, oh, there's a fucking bull right there. I was like, give me the rifle. Please, sir. 
Yeah. So, oh, I was really polite <laughs> about it. <laughs> Fucking hurry up. <laughs> but then all of a sudden I had the right phone. I was like, well, mm, I don't know. And then I was like, holy shit. I, when I'm running the phone, I was like, Jesus, maybe that's a big moose. It lo- All of a sudden to me it was like, that's big. Yeah. Then I put the scope on it and I was like, holy shit. Game changer. And Tyler's down yeah. on the ground. His arms are shaking. He's yeah, like, well, he's like, hold I had told you I'm doing. I'm like, all right, whenever you get a chance. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to shoot. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Take, take him when you got him. I should have yeah. been like, oh, there's some trees in the way. <laughs> it's like out in the middle well, of the swamp. Like Stay nothing. still. Yeah. Stay still. Don't move. Yeah, at any rate, it was, yeah. yeah. We've talked That's about awesome, this man. in the past. Yeah. It was it was really fun, and I'm really yeah. You guys it's have... changed my whole outlook on moose hunting for How'd sure. It taste? You know, oh, it tastes amazing. Phenomenal. I fucking destroyed that thing. Shot it so many times. I mean, it... my buddy shot a young bull this. Year. I mean, it was a spike fork. He shot the Chena River and. He got home. He's like, Connor, man, I just cannot believe how good this moose tastes. I'm like, I told you, man. Like, you don't. They're fucking awesome. They're great. It's absolutely you know? amazing. Yeah. I was a little nervous. I shot it a bunch of times, and shit goes south on you sometimes. Oh, you know, yeah. how it's hunting. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's not just one shot. One, you know, things dead. It's, yeah. But I was I was real happy that it was pursued. It was finished. The whole thing Found went down it. and. Yeah done you know but i've been eating it here every freaking night since i shot the thing oh, yeah. and it is absolutely amazing i uh i turned my whole wife's bear into trezo have you had bear trezo i have not i've oh. had uh deer, whitetail trezo i'll bring some over to you guys it is phenomenal nice, nice. it is i have 116 pounds of bear trezo in my freezer <laughs> that's a shitload <laughs> of freaking trezo it is fucking <laughs> awesome dude <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it is, man. It was great. Can we just say one more thing about we can. wild Trezo? game meat? Are yes. we wrapping Bear it up? Trezo? No, I, you're we're getting sit re- down. I was talk getting ready to, but go go ahead. Yeah. Please ask Connor what they made their sh- last sheep into. Well, not all of Connor, that. what did you make your last sheep into? Well, we made it into Hobo roast. stew or no, what? No, no. burgers out of it and we made <laughs> sausage out of it and everything. Oh, I breakfast thought, sausage. I thought I was told it was made into breakfast sausage. I was like, Jesus Not Christ. all of it. I mean, I mean, we made like a, we made like, like 30, 40 pounds out of breakfast sausage, but the rest was burger and roast. But that breakfast sausage was damn good, though. Yeah. Did you try what I sent you, that recipe? I made, yeah, I made like five, ten pounds of it. It tastes you, fucking great. You tried it already, everything. Yeah. It definitely gets better with age like as well. Like the longer it is, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. like the breakfast sa- the sheep breakfast sausage, right? I made breakfast We made that uh, those burritos last weekend. Yeah, they the were fucking burritos. awesome. Yeah. yeah, they were great. They're fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I like the Our breakfast syrup. burritos at a well, moose camp. Well, I can syrupy <laughs> and added. <laughs> what I need to do is get you some of my parents' maple syrup Please to do. freaking make it out of. Please do you guys do. make fresh guacamole up there, too? <laughs> we didn't Please have guac. Do. I want some of that. <laughs> yeah. Fresh salsa up on You made day. it out with maple syrup, though, yeah? Yes. You didn't yeah. use, like, Angemimes, did you? We had... Uh, the syrup that I've been using for True, salmon is like, just like real, ma- like real expensive maple syrup. Shit. Okay, right yeah. on. Good. Top shelf. Good, good. Right on. All right. Well, I got to wrap it up. All right, man. So, Such a Nancy. I am. But God. you know what? It is what it is. Right. <laughs> We're going to stay in here and we'll see. Keep yeah, talking. Well, have We're fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> see, could you bring us coffee at like 5.30? <laughs> as long as I don't hear any gunshots going off, you know. Well, we got right. a bunch of sheep to shoot. They yeah. seem, they're seemingly alive. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, well, it's been good, guys. And, uh, yeah. Nice. So yeah. almost almost Nick's favorite time of year, ice fishing season. So shut up. <laughs> My favorite time of year is next week when I'm going to Cody. Yeah, Are the lakes good. frozen up north? I don't know. I haven't been up there. Never? I haven't You've I never haven't, been up there. I haven't <laughs> I haven't been to those those particular lakes in probably twenty years. Since before you were born. I I haven't I haven't seen either of those lakes in I would say three weeks, four weeks. Hmm. So I don't know. They're frozen. I bet. But you could ice skate. It's Maybe. been warm. I know. Well, I know, dude. Mm-hmm. That, like I've seen already doing some ice fishing around here. Like I mean, we're talking. Belaine like Lane even even more even a, <laughs> even a more even a more passionate fisherman than Nick. <laughs> God damn it! It's oh, been warm God up there. Has been. It's been warm though. It's been what twenties. Yeah, I'd say about mid twenties, twenty four. Yeah. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. This is not All a right. fish, this is not All a fishing right. podcast. Well, <laughs> times. All right. Well, thanks everybody, everybody for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, appreciate it. If you leave a good review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on, and uh, stay tuned for next time. Thanks for listening.